Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. AM 560 The Answer, online at 560theanswer.com, on the AM 560 mobile app, on your Alexa-powered smart speaker, and on TuneIn, iHeart, and on Odyssey. Portions of the following show may be pre-recorded. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM 560 The Answer. All right, good Tuesday morning. Amy Jacobson here and blessed to have Ray Stevens with me on this Cougar Tuesday. <laughs> you know what? I feel That's like a really bad Cougar. It, Justin's got a better sound effect. I'm, 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 sure. I'm working with a Cougar. We're talking oh, Cougar. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Is, is this, am I on TV? Because that wasn't part of my stipend. Um, these things, I don't know. What they, the Marcus, okay. our program director, is trying out new cameras. Right. I want to know which angle I'm at because I need. I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't put makeup on yet. I didn't put makeup on okay. either. And I well, really, let me borrow some of yours. <laughs> I have to put some under the eyes, and I just I hate wearing makeup. So do I. Um, but I know now that uh, I was watching two guys on uh, the Ulta Beauty Ulta Beauty thing giving makeup tutorials to women, which really pisses my girlfriend off. So, uh, you know, I feel like I can pull it off this morning. Um, yeah. The, well, real quick, that, that beauty thing. It was mutant, uh, makeup tips by a guy, well, he, really a girl. Mulvaney? Is that the person that she's upset with? Well, here's, Mick, here's, here's the Mick Mulvaney. No. Okay. Now I know I can find love. I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family. I want to be a mom one day. And I absolutely can. And that's why the narrative still has a long way to go because – when I was grieving Boy Dylan, I didn't know those things were even accessible to me. So Boy Dylan now is Mulvaney. He's trans transgendered right. and now doing uh, makeup tips you know, with I, Ulta Beauty. And people are freaking out about you, you, it. Women, are, women especially are not happy about this. And, and my my girl, she does uh, my, my favorite Gina, my best girl Gina, uh-huh. does a lot of makeup tutorials and stuff. She's big on the Internet and she's absolutely stunning. She's like, why do I want to watch two dudes tell me how to put makeup on? And one has a full beard. Yeah. The other I'll one. tell you this. The guy is pretty. I, I'll give him that. Well, the other guy is pretty. Yeah. That's the girl, Maltmaney. Yeah. But the other one with the beard and the makeup, I don't. Yeah. I, if you're going to be a woman, we don't have facial hair yeah. like that. That's just a tip. Well. And also, too, your life's not going to be easier if you're a woman. My, girl, to, my girl's oh, Italian. Yeah. She has a little. Oh, <laughs> Well, women, we normally get that little peach fuzz, that or, little peach fuzz razor yeah, yeah, thing, the, the, yeah. yeah, and get it. Off. <laughs> All right, but back to the cougar. So All right, back this to cougar the cougar was killed in Kane County. You're the one you tweeted me. You, you yeah. tweeted it out, and how many likes do you have on oh, it? Right it, now? it went nuts on my Facebook, and you can follow it, Ramblin' Ray. I saw my social media is Ramblin' Ray, but a buddy of mine is a is a first responder uh-huh. out in uh, in the uh, western burbs in Kane County, Maple Park area. He sent me a picture of this thing, and I didn't post it up because I, I never know if this kid's messing with me or not. Right. And then I saw District uh, 15 Illinois State Police put up some pictures of this, and uh, it was in the Maple Park area of I-88, and originally, this car thought they hit a deer. They reported that they hit a deer, and uh, they pulled over, and uh, and that ain't no deer. Cougar, also known as mountain lions, um, they were 
taken from this area, I guess, before 1870. And nope. they're they're saying that this mountain, like, well, they're just extinct mm-hmm. in this area, but sometimes they're thinking that this one came down from South Dakota. Yeah, they came came down to hang out with some of the Chicago yeah, people. Yeah, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they say that all the time, but um, my son hunts uh, up in McHenry County, uh-huh. and on his cam, he has what he would call a, a big cat um, and, and wolves, too. I mean, they're here. People, right. you know, people, when they report it, they think, oh, these people are just crazy. But um, people, that, and, and there's also, and I can't corroborate this, um, and if, if I get anything wrong this morning, just, just yeah, pretend okay. I'm Dan Prof. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, but there are reports, and I know this sounds crazy, that deer carcasses have been found in trees out near Pecatonica and thing like that, things like that, which would maybe imply that either uh, cougars or, or mountain lions, which really are the same things, are dragging them up into trees, or oh. this could be the work of satanic kids. Oh, right. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But well, it is a big, beautiful cat. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I and mean, I just you want to pet it, even though it's dead. I well, mean, yeah. The pictures that were that are on social media, the officer is you know he's pulling his you know his lip back so mm-hmm. you could see his his beautiful yeah. fangs. You know they they uh, they are in much better shape than us as humans because they're not going through the McDonald's drive-through. Uh, the teeth are nice. They look like it looks like they've been to Invisalign. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a beautiful. Just cat. eating, eating every kind of uh, uh, you know rabbit and mouse and rat it can find on every riverbed in the state. And his fur is so thick, and his paws are beautiful. Make a nice rug. So they're they're going to do a full necropsy on him. They're taking this cat to uh, Illinois Champaign Urbana, just just to see some information, so biologists know about the animal, where it came from, where it's traveled across the Midwest. And the good news is that the uh, the cougar or mountain lion, as it will, when it goes to college, it won't have to pay its bills. Stop it. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever, ask President Biden. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of animals and Twitter, I tweeted out on Friday a picture. I said I, I was going to buy some T-shirts. And as a coach, you know, you need things mm-hmm. imprinted on T-shirts all the time. So I've been going to Strange Cargo for more than 10 years. So it used to be on Clark Street. Now it's up in Andersonville. It's still on Clark Street, but now okay. up in Andersonville instead of Wrigleyville. And when I was walking in, I saw this sign. And it says our F, can you read that? Our F Clarence Thomas t-shirts <laughs> are $10. $5 from each one sold is donated to the Chicago Abortion Fund in honor of Ginny and Clarence Thomas. Oh, nice. So I just, you know, and, and every t-shirt in the window says F Clarence Thomas. And there was kids walking by and I yeah. thought, nice. Oh, come on. Yeah. I am so sick of hearing about abortion and abortion oh, political commercials. It really is. I mean, really. It's nonstop. So I tweeted this out, and now all I have, now this this group of progressives. Oh, yeah, they're going after you. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't even get on my Twitter without just like, just finding out normal news without them taking over. And guess who's leading the charge? John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> men, 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 You're not a man, or you're half a man. Men, men, men. So he's attacking you personally? John Cryer, yes. He says, I'll see this. And then he replied to me in the morning show. Uh-huh. Uh, Amy and Dan, I'll see this and I'll raise you. And he tweeted out this goofy thing of Roger Stone. And this is what Roger Stone is saying. Jared Kushner has an IQ of 70. He's coming to Miami. We will eject him from Miami very quickly. He'll be leaving very quick, very quickly, very quickly. He has 100 security guards. I'll have 5,000 security guards. You want to fight? Let's fight. F*** you. F*** you and your abortionist bitch daughter. 
I mean, it, Roger Stone is completely turned on President Trump. Roger he was Stone is a madman. He was with the Danish filmmaker, and he's yeah. been embedded with Stone, and they started slowly releasing all this crazy video of Roger Stone. Because Roger Stone, I'm sorry, he's crazy. Hey, and if, and uh, people think that I'm not I'm not affiliated with Roger Stone, nor is this program, nor is Dan Prof. Um, so leave us alone. I notice that, that when I say I'm going to come here and work with you, people attack me. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, so- <laughs> but the best part is, um, I don't know if you know this, I went swimming in Plainfield, and I don't know if Quinn and Justin, you know, because every time I do anything mm. that the left doesn't they like, come back with that. they come back and say, oh, you're not a real journalist, uh-huh. and you're washed up, and your career's over, and so, it you ended. You know, let me tell you, your career's I love, doing... I love men who murder their wives. That's what you get all the time, huh? All the time. I can't stand it. And I never looked much into the context of all that, that went on with that uh, swimming, but I did, you did look good in that suit. Thanks, Ray. Can we have an eject button here for his seat? No, it's okay. And it's always a good time to remind people that she is still missing. And they're still, you know, if you have any information, call the Plainfield Police Department. She is still missing. So, And her her ex-husband, he's been not even considered a person of interest. Are you still buying shirts at this place or are you done with them now? Well, so here's the thing. In the city, we have nowhere else to go. One hour Mm -hmm. tease because of COVID. They won't let you bring a purchased product in there. To print. Oh, okay. And I know the owner of of Strange Cargo, and I he and I have been working together for years, and he helps me always when I'm in a pinch. So I didn't want to go in there, but I did go in there, and I purchased. I need I purchased what I needed to get. We didn't even discuss that I tweeted this out, and the left lost their mind. Yeah. And if anything, I helped his business because a lot of people say, "Oh, thanks, thanks for the heads up. I'm going to go buy fifty, or I'm going to go buy a dozen for my friends." Everybody, you know, I, I think I think we're going to get to a point here real soon where everybody's just going to be done with this cancel culture BS. You know, people are going to have differing views and differing opinions. You know, uh, let's go back to the cougar story for a second. You, you don't see cougars commiserating with rabbits because they don't like each other. Maybe if you don't like somebody, you don't like the way they do business, stay away from them. Don't right. mix your crap with mine. Right, I don't he, get it. He has every right as an American, as a business owner, to sell any T-shirt right. he wants. right. And you have I a right. I just don't like that it's in the front. I just don't like. I would not wear any T-shirt that says "F Joe Biden." Yeah, you know. Or I, let's go. You know, let's go, Brandon. That's different. Whatever. But F Biden, F you know, POTUS. I just would never feel comfortable walking around, especially too, because I'm around children, and children are watching all of this. You guys, they are seeing this behavior. They're watching the coursing of our society, and that's affecting them. I, I'm telling you. Well, you know, you 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 multiply what's going on with uh, with kids and suicide and the shutdowns and the lockdowns that they've been through. Oh. And then they watch what's going on with with this election. I mean, every election, no matter where it is, is just littered with stupidity. Uh, I spent a lot of time in northern Wisconsin. That's where my mom lives. And right now what's going on between Mandela Barnes and Ron Johnson is off the charts. The 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 smear campaign against governors, no matter what state, it's just ridiculous. Do your freaking homework. Right. Find out what's going on, and don't, don't listen to the rhetoric, man. We got to be better than that. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six. Type in da then a quick comment because we're all over the board here talking about mountain lions and, <laughs> and t shirts from Strange Cargo. Uh, Chuck and Delavan, how are you, Chuck? Good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm on my deer camera. A couple of years ago, I had some. Uh, they ever get? He never bothered my hogs. But uh, it did kill a couple deer by me and other people that lived in my area there in Delavan. They they had the deer cameras where there was a mountain lion, and uh, the guy from uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife from Milwaukee Airport. Every airport has a shooter, 
and if anything gets on the runway, they'll shoot it. And he came all the way out from Milwaukee to see my deer camera photos. And uh, I said, hey, shouldn't anybody get ready to shoot this thing? And I said, there's like kids standing for, you know, by the school bus. And he said that uh, a mountain lion will never attack like a little kid or a person, but they're here. And then a couple of years later, they had one on Fox News in the Guanacle. So they're running all over. There's a bear, a black bear in Delvin. And the chief of police got a picture of that. So people... So don't think that just because you live in a suburb that you don't have some type of animal there. It was sad that that thing got hit and killed. I know. But they'll never hurt you. They'll are never you, hurt you. Are you seeing any? You. Are you seeing any good deer on your camera? Oh yeah, I seen some, but I'm not going to tell you. All right. I no, I, no, I don't. No, tell I know. People, I don't tell people where my mushrooms are. Yeah. I don't tell people where I get my hedge apples. <laughs> typical, so anyway, typical hunter. Typical, typical deer hunter. Yeah, yeah. That's like right, we can Chuck. zero in on where your farm is from the phone call. <laughs> Maybe. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, Signature Bank. See Larry Elder, Brandon Tatum, Alex Berenson, and many more at Freedom Summit Chicago. Tickets available at freedomsummitchicago.com. Make them the town. Have you ever been to a Freedom Summit? No, I was just asking, do you go to these when they come? Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we do breakout sessions. Oh. I don't think I'm doing a breakout session this no. year. Um, I'm not feeling like a breakout session, but if they ask me to do one, I will deliver. I suppose if I were uh, gainfully employed by a radio station, I would I would do those sorts of things. That's what oh, you yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I love yeah. going to Freedom Summit. And but Alex now. Alex Berenson's going to be there this year. I can't wait to meet him. What, He's what in I, the morning session. And okay. Then Larry Elder is at night, and we have different people speaking right, right throughout on. the day. Yeah. No, I mean, when I my Freedom Session is when, I, uh, when I'm up at my place up north in Wisconsin and, and you know, fishing and hunting and that's where I'll be off, living off the woods until I can get back in this game full time. I know. Well, you will be. I'm hoping for you. <laughs> I will I'm be. praying for you. No, you will. It just takes some time. You know how that works. I do. Well, the last time we had a freedom, during the pandemic, our freedom summit was in Lake Geneva okay. at the Abbey. And it was the most amazing. It was just one of those perfect autumn days where it's still a little warm out and the leaves were changing. And I got to meet Candace Owens. And I really think the world of her I yeah. didn't, you know before I was kind of mm, well who is this person and um, she was pregnant at the time and she was out of her mind that she couldn't bring her husband with her when they got the ultrasound because men, men weren't allowed oh right and right. then also when you give birth you had to wear a mask to give birth <laughs> so she was going to pay extra money to have to go to some you know the, the other place where they do sonograms mm-hmm. and, and imaging 
so that her husband could see the baby when she saw the baby for the first time. Right. That's I mean, a, that's we, we want stuff. men yeah. to be involved with their children. We want them part of the process. And for two years, Governor Pritzker, under his rule and the, the draconian measures that he made, kept men out of doctor's offices. Where if you went to Utah or Indiana or any neighboring state, the husband was part of the process. It's just sickening that it's still. And then yesterday he released something that now we don't need masks in hospitals. It's up to unless it is a federal hospital, then you have to have a mask on. But that 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 was released yesterday. He waited almost two months after the CDC came out and said we don't need masks anymore at hospitals or at long term living facilities. Well, are we still under uh, emergency uh, oh. orders in this state oh, as yeah. well? For nine hundred and forty nine days yeah. and counting, and we're going to have Ted Dabrowski on from Wirepoints. To talk about this, but Pritzker, and he's been gone, by the way. He has had not had any campaign events. He has not had any meetings with the press since uh, more than a week ago. Because Monday, he didn't show up for the Columbus Day Parade. And he and Mayor Lightfoot have not talked to the media since. Well, I think that's because he's on his new uh, workout regimen where he's in the gym for six hours well, a what, day. I mean, tonight is the debate. <laughs> And I can't, I'm like, is, did, was there a transformation? Did he get, you know, a facial? Did he get surgery? Like, he has been gone. No one has seen him or heard from him in more than a week. And this is an election. We have less than three weeks. Three weeks today, folks, is the election. And early voting starts October 24th. You know, it's amazing. I mean, early in-person voting. It's amazing the way that uh, Darren Bailey gets treated, not only by the the media in Chicago, but by people, too. We're supposed to be this welcoming, inclusive city. And they call him a dumb downstate farmer. And he needs to go home and don't come up and don't come around here. It's really ridiculous. The guy's a farmer. I mean, he's, you know, obviously he's a politician as well, but he's, I mean, I always ask people this. I'm like, okay, you're, you're stranded on an island somewhere. Would you rather be with Darren Bailey, a guy that could probably fix things with bailing wire and duct tape, or with, with Governor Pritzker? 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. That's so true, because during, he, he's not, he doesn't go through, what we're experiencing. Pritzker doesn't. Never. He's never, never in his had life. A job. He yeah. actually, he goes, well, I was in the IT business. Yeah. What? Yeah. Doing what? Yeah. You're investing. That doesn't mean you were working. Did you, did you ever ride a school bus? Did you ever, did you ever, did, did you ever do anything normal kids Go do? Go grocery shopping. Yeah. Did you ever pump gas? Yeah. Never. Did you ever get yeah. your hands dirty? Yeah. He gets his hands manicured. I, you know what? I don't like men that, that wear Carhartts that don't really use them. I'm not into that fashion thing. It's like it's, I'm sorry. What's a Carhartt? Oh my god! Oh my god! Is this bad? Oh well, I'm being god. honest. Oh uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did somebody want to call? It? Give your phone line out. We'll let three one two six four two five six zero. Let somebody tell you what a Carhartt is. What? Tell me what a Carhartt. Is. You don't know what a Carhartt is. Is this bad? Am I? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh oh. John. All right, Justin. He's John Cryer is going to come down on you now. Is, am I going to have more people on the left? No. Gonna... Carhartt is a. It's a. It's work gear. It's it's oh. it's overalls. It's I have yeah overalls. yeah no it's 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 and, and you know what? Of overalls. But the thing is now is that it, you know if you go on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever, it's a big fancy thing for uh, hipsters to wear Carhartts or Carhartt hats, and and you know Pritzker wears a Carhartt that that you know. And every time I see Pritzker wearing a Carhartt, I'm thinking, wow, man, there's four guys that are going without right now. <laughs> But you know he's got I one. It's, it's yes. brand new. It looks like it just came out of the cleaners. Yeah. It's not even been oh, he's used. He's an everyday guy. Yeah. He's yeah, just right, like you right. and me. Hey man, I, I and and if you if you come from money, well, God bless you. But don't act like you don't. Don't act like you're just one of the regulars. 
And I, we, we live in a capitalist society where people are, we want to do well. That's that's what we want to do. I don't begrudge the guy for being bloated. Just don't act like you're not. And he's not a nice person. People I don't think he's this fat, jolly yeah, guy. Yeah. And he, he was, treats me so incredibly rude just for asking questions. And he thinks I'm some <clears throat> political operative. Right. With a super, I, <clears throat> I'm I have two jobs and I drive a used minivan. I am I do not belong to a super pack. I'm just an everyday person, and I'm asking everyday questions that moms wanted answered. And he berated me. He freaked. Uh, he would literally mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. and wave his hands, flailing, and then kick me out of his press conferences. And his staff is so rude to me. There's one person on his staff who treats me with respect, and the rest are just they're disgusting human beings. Literally, they could be better, and they're not. Mayor Lightfoot, her staff, they treat me like a human being. And they know I don't get along politically with Mayor Lightfoot, but I, I try to be respectful because mm-hmm. I'm respecting the office of the mayor. Right. But they, they're nice to me, and they're cordial. And, but, but his staff, they're, I mean, but they're getting paid by him. Right. On the side. Like Jordan Abadayu, she makes an extra, I don't know, three figures. or I'm sorry, six figures more. Like he pays them on top of their state salary. So they, they, he owns them. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, it's not just their state salary they're getting; he's paying them on the side, which is so wrong. You remind me of, of Jim Acosta when you're in those, uh, oh. you, you're asking those questions. Just needle him, go after him, well, get him. I mean, he says things, and people let it fly over the right. Well, the last press, everybody gets a pass. Well, I, the last press conference, he was saying that uh, you know that Governor Abbott and that Ron DeSantis should be charged with human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And I said, kidnapping and human trafficking? And then everyone just let that fly. He said, right. wait, excuse me. <laughs> you want Governor Abbott charged with kidnapping? He said, we want the Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice to look into that. Like, what are you, out of your mind? Like, yeah. Everybody just let that slide. You know, but here's the thing. If we're a welcoming city, and if Martha's Vineyard is a welcoming town, why can't people go there? What's the harm? Oh, my. They lasted 48 hours. Yeah. And they had two National Guard for every one person. Yeah. They've called in 125 right. National Guard. Massachusetts. Ooh, who Two are these? On one, like, ooh, who are, who who are, are these, these people? These aren't those aren't proper shoes for this I, time of year. Where's your collared shirt? Three one two six four two five six zero zero. Let's uh, go to the phone lines. Craig in Mount Greenwood. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Amy and uh, Cool Ray. Good to take and uh, hear you guys. Hey, brother. Down here. Hey, when I look at uh, rich people and everything, like uh, Pritzker fits in, but I look at them in, in uh, categories and that where you got one that might uh, work very hard, run a run uh, business, and uh, very successful in it, and then you got the Pritzkers who are basically like a like some kind of poor homeless guy, but in this case, that won the lottery. But in this case, he's a just a disgusting, evil, rotten fool and stupid on top of it. That guy has no he 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 doesn't deserve to have all that money, but he's got it. And he doesn't know what the hell to do with his life. So he basically spends it ruining other people's lives and everything. And he doesn't want to stop or give it up. He's just a, it's terrible that that guy has all that money and never did anything to, to earn it. Well, you know what? That's, that's what happens sometimes. And then you take that money and you can continue to run for governor and uh, buy campaign ad after campaign ad after campaign. When are they going to put the homeless up in his, in his hotels? That's what I want to know. I know. They, well, the federal, never, never federal, selfish. the federal government has a uh, contract with Hilton. So Hampton and Suites, that's who they. So if there's a natural disaster, right. you go to Hampton and Suites or something because it's related with Hilton. The government, FEMA, has a relationship with them. But Governor Pritzker, I mean, he could. 
How about? I go to think? a Hampton Inn on, on on a vacation. It doesn't have to be a disaster. That's where I stay. <laughs> well, I like Hampton Inns. <laughs> They're really nice. I love the one at Georgia yeah. Tech. It's right on campus there, and you get free breakfast. Let's see. Uh, J.B. Pritzker, Paris Helton. J.B. I, I'll go to the Helton. <laughs> but also, all right, so back to Pritzker, though. So now, he, you know, yesterday afternoon he released, you know, COVID mitigations at healthcare facilities are going to be, you know, uh, we're rolling back the mitigation saying you don't have to require vaccinations or they're not requiring masking. But then on his emergency order, he signed that face coverings are recommended now regardless of vaccination status. Yes, isn't so that, he's a hot mess. He, he don't know. It's one way or the other. Now, isn't that isn't that supposed to be that way now until November 12th? Did I read that right? Yes, because that's, right. that's 30 days. So, so let me so get this right. signed this October 12th and it lasts 30 days. I'm supposed to be wearing a mask. Which is good because Halloween's coming up. I mean, really. I never got on board with any of that. I'm sure people hated me for it. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not much for the vaccine. Um, so you never got vaccinated? I, I really will not. Oh, there are some sorry. places I have to work that I see. Oh, just, let me just, you know what? I, let, let me strike that from the record. Right. I did not ask him if right. he was vaccinated. That's, let's, let's just, that's a personal question. You're working the delay. I mean, okay. just hit the delay. Here's the thing. I, 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 I've got connections in Chicago. I got by. I know that's against the law, so come arrest me. Well, speaking of masks, so after I went to Strange Cargo, I thought, all right, I'll just go to the Swedish American Museum because we belong there. We belong there for years. My grandpa's, you know, came from Sweden, and so we we're big supporters of the museum. And I walk in, I'm by myself, and nobody's at the museum. And this lady screamed, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I thought, like, what? Okay, did I leave the door open? Is somebody behind me with a gun? She's like, you knew you. We still have a mask mandate. Oh, and really? I said, um, and, and this is a woman, double masked, mm-hmm. behind plexiglass. Wow. And I'm just, I'm in the store, because, you know, you walk in, there's a museum, nobody's in there. And th- to the left of the store, and I'm in the store. And I said, there's nobody in here. I'm the only one in here. <laughs> She's like, we have a mask mandate in place. You need to put a mask on now. Do, I, do you need me to provide you with one? And I said, no. But I said, do you understand? Are you, you going to live your life this way, where you're, they're going to tell you what to do with your body for the it's rest all about of control. your life? Yeah. You're going to wear that on your face. For the rest of your life, that is this is a sickness now. Do yeah. you understand? And I'm going to pray for you. I said, you know what? Even my church is going mask optional. We were one of the last people. That was two weeks ago. They dropped the mask mandate at my church. I said, I'm going to pray for you because this is now an illness. And she was just shocked. She didn't know what to say. And that was recently. No, that was two days ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They still have a mask mandate. It is absolutely nuts. It's just Chicago. I bet you don't have that out where you live. Well, you know, I, I, I go to Chicago for work often. Um, but again, since my mother lives up in northern Wisconsin, I spend a lot of time there. You gotta see how normal things really are up there. I mean, people talk to each other. They're not killing each other. They're, they're you know, maybe it's because we're farther apart. You don't have to see everybody like you do around here. You know, the, the problem with the general public is the public. Right. And and uh, but it's different when you when you get away from the craziness of the city. I actually heard a radio host from another radio station talk about. Um, uh, it was it was on a podcast, and he was talking about crime in Chicago. And he said, well, we, my goodness, we have 3 million people living in this town. Are 50 shootings a weekend, is that is that necessarily bad, or is that just the media oh being lazy? God. And I thought, man, I can't believe, <laughs> oh I go, what an idiot you are. And I don't want to say who it is, um, but it was, just, it was just absolutely ridiculous how we have become, you know, it's, it's condition and response. We, we get used to this, and we act like it's normal. And then when we have a chance to get away from here and look back at it, it's like we've got to do better around here. It's Mad Max. Yeah, it's, it really I mean, is. The, the video of the guy on the Dan Ryan, he's dressed all in black, and he's got a rifle. Mm-hmm. And he's just deciding, hmm, hmm, which car am I going to pick off? And sits in front of a, a, a red SUV and gets the guy out. I mean, that is Mad Max yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. And in late, uh, Wrigleyville, where I live, crime is up 47% from last year. Over the weekend, three people were separately kidnapped. Kidnapped. So there, one guy was just coming out of the Taco Bell. They kidnapped him, put him in a car, roughed him up a little bit, took his phone as well, and then let him go. We've had three of those. Yeah, it's just, And I, there's cameras everywhere at Wrigleyville. And, and we act like it's I okay. Mean, I mean, people, you know, this just happened. Then one lady, I'll never forget, she said, I just go down in my basement every day and just pretend that this didn't happen. <laughs> but you can't do that. You know, and, and, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> this isn't happening. That's called psychotic behavior. Bad people go away. Bad people go away. Say it three times. It'll be fine. Justin, if you can find that soundbite <laughs> from that lady, I'll never forget when she said that. You know, it, it's, it's why I'm a fan of, of Ray Lopez, because Ray speaks the truth, and it gets him in so much trouble in his community because they don't want to hear the truth. But he'll come out and he'll say it, and then people will come in and they'll castigate the guy for what he just said. But it's like you've got to understand that there's a problem because if you don't, how do you ever fix it? Exactly. I don't. I just don't. I don't get where we are mentally anymore. So you're for Ray Lopez, right? Um, yeah, I like. I really like Ray. I think he's a good guy. Now I'm a little biased because we've done some projects together where I go down to his neighborhood and I help clean it up, and and I go there for uh, the the cleaning green pickup. I work on some projects for him because I think that. You know, in these neighborhoods that are so hard hit, it's just a small percentage of people that are doing the the, 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 the crime. It is a small percentage of people. Now, you may not like that. You may think all these people in these neighborhoods are bad. And I'm not talking oh, about you per se. Right. No. I'm talking about, you know. The general public. Yeah, the general public. But uh, there, there really are wonderful people in some of the hardest hit oh, neighborhoods in Chicago. And they're just trying to live, man. But, you know, there's a small uh, faction of society that wants to, you know, just create crime, cr- cause trouble, and, and continually do bad things for the other 98% of the people that want it to be safe. But those neighborhoods, I have to tell you, because I drive around a lot because Pritzker or Lightfoot will have press conferences in different places. Auburn Gresham neighborhood, they're clean. Like, the, there's no garbage on the street. No, no. Nope. In our neighborhood, there is so much garbage. And Ashland and Irving Park Road, there is always like human feces, dog feces. Yeah. You name it. When my kids were, you know, getting in trouble back in the day, yeah, their punishment was here's some gloves and a garbage bag. Go pick up garbage around Lakeview High School. <laughs> go, go pick up garbage at Ashland Irving Bar at the bus station. Go pick up shelf. feces off the sidewalk. No. <laughs> go pick that up. That was their punishment. And if you get in trouble again, no gloves next time. That was their punishment. I'm not kidding you because I can't, my pet peeve, I cannot stand when people litter. Yeah. It, 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 it infuriates me. And when I lived in El Paso, the Franklin Mountain, people would dump all this construction material on the east side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I lived at Kings Point, and I got I put out a flyer. I said, clean up Saturday. And we got we cleaned up. And all, guess who all showed up? All the people from the Midwest. Oh, it was really? It was people like warrant, one officer's warrant, two officers yeah. from Fort Bliss, because Fort Bliss is there. They all showed up. We got it cleaned up. But it was... I just, I don't know why it's my pet peeve. And we I don't should... know if it's that commercial with the Indian looking over oh, yeah. Who... and crying. Yeah. <laughs> but that had a <laughs> profound effect on me. We should do a uh, AM 560 The Answer, Amy Jacobson cleanup day in El Paso, Illinois. Oh, yeah. There you go. Except 187 <laughs> off of I-55. You've made the switch, and it feels so good. You switch to Chicago's morning answer on AM560. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local, family-owned 
family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Who's watching the debate? Good morning, Amy Jacobson here. Ray Stevens in for Dan Proft, the last, the second and final debate tonight at 7 o'clock on WGN. You can watch it. And they're not doing it with a studio audience. Last time it was so fun because the audience uh, at Illinois State, they got to interact and oh, yeah. boo and cheer. It was so it it should be. a little more lively. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I had friends call because they wanted to be in part of the audience, okay. studio audience, and they're not doing it. And that's taking place in Chicago? Yes, this one is in Chicago. And uh, last time, uh, Pritzker did not do well. He, would, he did such a poor job that even NBC5's Marianne Ahern declared Bailey the winner. Oh, wow. And in part, it's because he was so out of touch mm-hmm. because he really is out of touch he <laughs> doesn't live through the same life experience he didn't just do. seem that way he is out of touch exactly yeah. but this is the best this is the last question from the debate what's your walk-up song and people know what a walk-up song is you know when you're in baseball your walk-up song and this is his answer well any song that highlights the big things that need to get done for our state is what i would uh, would suggest should be the walk-up song. We've gotten so many done over okay. the last four years. All right. I hope he that couldn't we'll continue come up with a to song. do it the next four. Senator Braley, same question. What would your walk-up song be? I'm a hard-working man because these young people... Going to preserve a future for these young right. people, and I am going to we, represent every hardworking person. We out have there. to give you time for closing. So the past week, I guess he's been in serious debate prep. That's why he hasn't uh, met with any okay. members of the media or had any campaign events because he's got to do better than he did before. But he he had no answers. You know, part, what part of the Safety Act would you change? You, he, he danced around it. You he's know, maybe, just a flimflam man. This is he. He wanted this job because he needed a job. So he could wear a sash at a parade. What do you think his walk-up song would be? I oh, mean, yeah, really? We, we, we did would, that for an hour Did you? Did you? Week. I mean, really, what would it be? It's Dewey and the fact <laughs> which I think is yeah. rude, but well, whatever. But what would your walk-up song be? You, you know, I would, if I was coming up to the plate or I, whenever I do a show in Chicago on any radio station, I always like to open it with My Town by Montgomery Gentry. And this is My Town. Yeah. Great song. There's nothing we can do on this morning show today that's better than that three minutes in 23 seconds. Really? Okay. Oh, I love Montgomery Gentry. Oh, I can't say that I'm familiar with this. You, you know, know who, I, you know who they are. Know. Just like you know what car hearts are. Stop playing coy yes, with yes, me. Yes, yes, I know what Woman. car hearts are. Yes. Um, all right. So three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey depro answer line six four six three six. Type in 
DA, then a quick comment. Do you think Governor Pritzker is going to be ready for tonight's debate? And what questions do you want answered that he completely ignored in the first mm. debate? Did you watch the first one? No, I haven't. You know, I, and that's s- fine if you didn't. I, didn't. I watched it on YouTube. I didn't watch it live, but I watched it right when it was over. I'm going to watch it on YouTube uh, because you know, my streaming service does not include uh, the uh, the Superstation. We don't have really? WGN in my house, and it bums me out because I miss Tom Skilling. Oh, yes. I still know him as being a little overweight. I know he's skinny now. I haven't seen him since then. Well, yesterday, right before, you know, on the eve of the second and final debate, the Illinois, <coughs> excuse me, Illinois Broadcasters Association came out with this poll. All right. And Mike Scott, we were talking during the break, said, if you believe that, you know, I'll give you oceanfront property yeah, in Arizona. Right. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> they polled 1,000 people, asked if the race were held today, would you vote for Pritzker? 49.7% said they'd vote for Pritzker. Bailey, 27%. Undecided, 15%. This is a bull jive poll. I mean, this is not real. So then Bailey's campaign, they did their own internal campaign polling, and they asked 600 voters if the race were held today, who would you vote for? Pritzker, 44%. Bailey, 42%. So those are pretty big differences. And Mark Harris is with the Bailey campaign, and he's a strategist. He spoke with NBC5. We're very confident that this is a close race, um, and our data has shown it getting closer. Um, and, you know, I don't think J.B. Pritzker would be spending, you know, hundred-plus million dollars if, if he thought this was a 20-point race. And he is spending a lot of money, and he's bashing a lot of people, including Dan Proft, who owns the people who plays by the rules Super PAC. Because he's showing the crime that is happening on the streets of Chicago, the ladies screaming in Lakeview. They tried. That, that, you know, I mean, they, and they got Pritzker, that got so under Pritzker's skin, and he called Dan a racist, and we still don't even know the gender, or excuse me, the race of the three thugs that attacked that woman. We never do. Media never does. And, and even the right. Chicago police said, Pritzker, I think he just stepped in. I said, what do you mean? They're like, we don't know that they're black. Actually, they might be Hispanic and one white guy. Yeah. That's what my sources told me. We, we so that's the thing, because they know that they're, they're, they have nothing to run on. They have nothing to say, look, we succeeded with this. Brilliant commercials. And then, and then you know, so, so what does he do? He goes to the, to the television station. He's using cease and desist. And, and it, it's absolutely amazing. And they yanked it. It's they a, yanked the scream it, it just goes to show you who is, you know, who's, who's in bed with, with the media and what it, 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 it infuriates me because they act like crime is not a big deal. Now, go back to the polls for a second. And I really thought we were done with polls after 2016 yeah. because wasn't Hillary Clinton supposed to win by oh, a yeah. landslide? Atlanta. You know, You're but right. we're still doing Double polls. Digits. But now, let me ask you this. And this is 49 you know, to 27. It's ridiculous because when I see an, uh, an uh, you know, and, and who has nobody has a house phone anymore. Well, maybe AM radio listeners. Maybe, maybe all do. My I just mom got does. Rid of mine, fine. You know, but if you if you look down at your phone and you don't know who's calling you, do you answer your phone or do you um, let it go to voicemail? I answer mine. Okay. Well, generally, most people, and I think this is a conservative trait of which I consider myself one of. One, I'm not answering a call that I don't know who it is, and two, I'm not ans- answering your polls because you don't you don't deserve my time or my information. And I think that's where any poll is is not going to work anymore because people don't want to talk to people they don't know. They don't want to take polls. I think it's BS. And anybody can manipulate numbers or ask. It all depends on how you ask a question as to how somebody's going to answer it. Yep. I mean, it just drives me nuts. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey pro answer line six four six three six. Type in DA and then a quick comment. Let's Let's go to Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. How are you, Dave? 
moderately neato. <laughs> okay. What if- From George Carlin's A Place for My Stuff, yeah. Hut, have a nice day. <laughs> What if I don't want to have a nice day? Maybe I've had. Well, better- you could have a, a crappy day. <laughs> I'm entitled to it. Yeah, George Carlin, good, All awesome right. man. <laughs> but uh, my uh, Pritzker walk-up uh, song, I got two of them. One is "Go to Hell" by Alice Cooper, and the other is "Fat" by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's what. But I wonder if they're even going to ask that question tonight. No. You don't think so? No. What? What their walk- what their walk-up song? I don't be? think so. I don't think. Why would well, they ask it again? Because he didn't answer the yeah. question. Yeah. So maybe you know, what would it be though? I'm, I mean, what he said? What he wants something that's about big well, things. We've got that's uh, what he said. Big things. We've got Steve on ID eight that says uh, uh, his walk up song would be the Wobble song. That's in the text <laughs> line. Yeah. Larry and Elmhurst, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning. Uh, my two things. My song would be the Elephant Walk, and then <laughs> hey, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't live in Elmhurst, but you cross my street, you're in Chicago. Uh. I, I don't leave the I don't have a CCW, but I I carry a 380 with me all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, you're not going to get in trouble for it. I don't think so either. No. So no. protect yourself. I'm yeah. not paying the three hundred dollars for uh, carrying conceal. Okay. Well, a little off topic, little but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Larry. I don't blame He's you. Gonna... For, I don't I don't blame you for carrying. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you can. Get, I mean, you, you shouldn't be carrying if you don't have a concealed carry, right? Ray, what, what's the correct answer? I don't know. Well, you Ray. have the answer. You work here. I'm, I, you know, I'm asking you questions. Um, I shouldn't, uh, well, well, you can transport a uh, a gun if it's in a proper case. I mean, you can always right? transport a but firearm. You, right. So when you transport a firearm, it, does it have to be unloaded or can it be loaded? Um, I I don't, I don't know. Remember. I don't know, but I my guns are never loaded. You know, when I'm transporting them. Yes. Not that I transport them that often. <laughs> Can you check them with the airlines, Ray? No, I'm asking you way too many questions. <laughs> Kathy in Orland Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. I, I was just recently in central Illinois, and, it, and there were so many Pritzker signs down there. It really? was really alarming to me. Yes. And there were there were a lot of signs like Pritzker sucks, sucks in the past mm-hmm. all over down there. No, it's all J.B. Pritzker. Really? How many do you think you saw? I don't know what's going on. How many do you think? Dozens? Was it? Do you think they're getting paid no, to have the sign in front of their house? I don't know, but I would say dozens. Or like one Bailey sign to every five Pritzker signs. Okay. It's so interesting. I don't know what's happening. Did you, have you seen any Bailey signs? Have I? Yeah. Yes, Thanks, but then Kathy. but I have, but then I... I I've, haven't seen I, one. I, I'm scared to put one on my car or in front of my house because I know what's going to happen. Well, I had you a know, Palin sign. I had a... McCain Palin sign that didn't end well, and my Mitt Romney sign that didn't end well. Maybe it's because you drive a. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a 2008 Chrysler Town and Country okay. with 219,383 miles on it. Well, I think I think you're okay then. I don't think it's the car that's getting you in trouble. For some right. reason, I thought you'd drive a Subaru or something. No, oh yeah. <laughs> Not a Subaru person. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting. That's a that's an interesting topic because I remember. Leading up to 2016, I first started working with your old friend John Howell, and we uh-huh. had a big debate because I was a. I, I said, "Man, I go, you got to understand what's going on in, in in um, in rural America. There's people making their own signs. They're doing this on their own. They're, they're they've gone over the t- over the top with with signage and things like that. But I notice, especially when you get south of, of I-80, that it seems to really be really hard, hard, hard red. Now, uh, 
she does bring up a good point, though. I, you don't see a lot of Bailey uh, uh, no. Trussell uh, campaign signs. But, you know, again, I, I think that uh, I think polls are misleading, and I think there's a lot of people that don't, don't want to let their politics be known anymore. Yeah, because it's a safety issue. I don't you want do anybody it, throwing a rock yeah. through my front window. Because that's what I think would happen if I put up a Bailey sign. And the signs I'm really support him. I'm going to vote for him, but I I just have to protect my family. Do are signs even relevant anymore? I mean, we all have a, a you know it's like everybody has their personal platform now. Whether you have 200 followers or 200 thousand followers on social media, and everybody wants to do their politics online. I mean, really. Do signs, are they even relevant That's anymore? That's a good point. Yeah. All right, let's go to Greg in Jefferson Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Greg. Hey, good morning, Amy. Uh, oh, first thing, uh, if you don't have a concealed carry, uh, you got to carry the gun separate from the ammunition. Can't be loaded. One's got to be like in the glove box, the other one in the trunk. Uh, as far as the uh, song goes, you know, about a week and a half ago, you guys were talking about uh, romantic comedies, and this one is uh, in a romantic comedy that has one of the best soundtracks around of 80s music. Uh, the name of the song is Cities in Dust by Susie and the Banshee, and the movie is uh, Gross Point Blank with uh, the whole Cusack family. Oh, okay. Thank you. Anyways, Remember that have song? A good day. Bye-bye. Cities in Dust. Thank I, you. I don't, but I keep thinking of, of the... Uh... Of the walk-up song for the debate tonight should be Eve of Destruction. Yeah. You know, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Frank in Arlington Heights. Frank's calling in even when Dan's not here. This is a special treat. Hi, Frank. Oh, hey, good morning. It happens more than you think, Amy, but Dan's almost always there. Yeah, that's true. How can I miss you when you won't leave? Yes. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry about the signs too much. They, politically speaking, I mean, like in some of the places, you'd see signs of certain candidates all over the place, but. You know, they'd be on lawns where nobody lived anymore and, you know, all kinds of reasons why that happens. It, it, signs are not definitive in any way, you know, in any way really about how it's going to actually turn out. I mean, they could concentrate it in an area where there just aren't a lot of people. I mean, it's, you know, if you, if you see them on a lot of different homes in, you know, over a lot – Bottom line is they really don't matter that much. They really don't. Hey, Frank, because um, Ray Stevens yeah. is filling in. He wants to hear your Dar- Darren Bailey impression, please. Well, you see, the signs, they really don't matter that much. I mean, you got to go from town to town, and you got to go talk to the people. That's what you have to do. <laughs> and, I like uh, it. You know, I like I, it. I, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling that the people are going to be with me on Election Day. I really <laughs> do. So... You know, go out there and work hard. Don't worry about political signs so much. It's, it's, it's not at that indicative of, of what's really going to happen. We're going to pull off a good surprise victory here in a couple weeks, and uh, the, the country will be stunned. Let me tell you, they will be stunned. Well, I hope they will be, too. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks, nice, nice to hear from you. Yeah. I love radio. You know what I like about this radio station is you have callers. That's really unique. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you've worked other places where they haven't. <laughs> it's like All a right, desert. <clears throat> Cynthia in Palos Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hello. Good morning. Hey, about that whole Darren Bailey sign thing. I met Darren and his wife at a campaign stop, and I talked to several of his campaign staffers wanting signs. I live on a busy, busy road about two blocks from our local voting place. And I said, hey, you guys can put a 10-foot sign on my property if you want. Or, and I asked for several of them for other people who want them. Never, never got them. So this is my general impression with the campaign. It's not Darren. He's a great candidate. I just think he has a bad, bad campaign 
um, you know, whoever's running his campaign or managing it, I just don't think they're doing well. They're just not getting him out there very, very good. And that's what I'm worried about. All right. Thanks, Cynthia. Well, I thought it helped that he moved to the Hancock building. So he's because I think he has secured the vote south of I-80. Yeah. Um, But so he's here in the city. And he, he means like he goes out and he talks to people and he's not arrogant by any means. No, yeah, you know, I've I've had him on the on the air several times, and uh, even before he uh, declared his run for uh, for uh, governor, just when he when he took Pritzker to court, I had him on, and and then we got to talking about his his family farm that he runs, which is a real working family farm. I mean, this is a business, and and I have a mad respect for for you know anybody that can be an agronomist, an economist, um, a mechanic. Um, they can they can fix things. They I mean he he is a being a farmer. Everybody just kind of they write it off as oh they just a dumb farmer. There is no such thing. There is farmers, no such thing as a dumb farmer. One percent of the country are farmers, yeah. and they feed a hundred percent. It, of it us. really it really bugs me. Here's one on our uh, text line. Uh, this is from uh, I don't know who D A is, but I just like the song. This would be for Pritzker's uh, walk up song. Uh-huh. Miranda Lambert's White Liar. Oh, that's good. <laughs> And DA stands for Dan and Amy. Oh, it's, oh that's oh. what you have to text in, DA. I'm just oh, letting okay. you know. All yeah, right. you, you're helping me out with Carhartt, so I'm right. going to help you out with right. our text line. Yeah, I'm not used to the, yeah, uh, yeah. Know, I don't I know, know who's sponsoring <laughs> what here. I know Hockberg's a sponsor or something. I don't want to give him any love. So, uh, Bob in Lombard, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Bob. Yeah. Also, a Three Dog Nights song called Liar. Do you guys remember that one? That would be his walk-up song. Mm. That's before my time, man. But I, it sounds great. Thanks, yeah. We'll have to check it out on yeah. iTunes. And quickly, <laughs> let's go to Mark in Blue Island. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. How you doing? Hey, uh, Pritzker's walk-up song, The Great Pretender by The Flatters. Oh, The Great Pretender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah know okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm recalling the song from going back from when I did oldies on uh, 107.9 in Aurora. Oh, yes. Those were the days. Yeah. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Don't miss Freedom Summit Chicago on November 5th. Get your tickets today before they sell out. Go to freedomsummitchicago.com. All right, fighting for the 54th District. Good morning, Amy Jacobson here. Ray Stevens in for Dan Frob. How you doing? How you doing? We're you killing born? it here, huh? Yeah, I like it here. Is, is, uh, we it, like you here, too. Is, uh, is Proft hunting? Is that what he's doing? It's, oh, I, mean, I know yeah, it's bow season. He's, he's hunting a little white ball uh-huh. that's on a fairway. What's We're with, probably off the fairway. What's with all these morning radio guys pretending that they're golfers? Well, Dan is actually really good at I golf. know. I, I've never got into the game. I'm, I'm This time of year, I'm in a tree stand. Really? Yeah. What do you want? Anything? Uh, d- deer. Deer? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm you a, hunt a, cougars? I'm a provider. I'm hunting cougars now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about that because this beautiful creature, this yeah. cougar slash mountain lion, was killed in Kane County, and I just can't get over how beautiful. Yeah, the fur and the paw and the teeth. And they've uh, they've sent it down to the University of Illinois. Yeah, I believe. they yeah. do necropsies there yeah. at University of Illinois. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna see. I don't know what they're looking. for. I know. I don't. Yeah. They empty out his stomach and see where yeah. he foraged yeah. for food and, then, uh, and de- to determine where he came from. Your uh, your tax dollars going to work. Yeah, the good exactly. news is, like, you know, the cat is not going to have to be responsible for the uh, for the fees to go to the state college. Yeah, it's so strange. All right, so back to. Our guest who's here, and her name is Hunter, not hunting, but Michelle Hunter, and she is vying for the Illinois 54th District 
state rep seat. That's right. And good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And truth be told, we are all Iowa Hawkeyes. Exactly right. And we all graduated the same year, all meaning Carrie Lake, Michelle Hunter, myself. Yes. All right. Um, Matt Whitaker, the yep. former U.S. Acting Attorney General Absolutely. under President Trump, and Brett Bolomnia, who's the head coach now at University of Illinois. All right. So that was fun. I think I had four of them in a class together. So A-list. A-list, yes. We're in good company. But I'm not running for governor. You're <laughs> running for So just tell us what, because you've never been in politics before. This is your first foray into the political world. That's exactly right. I am an outsider, and I'm actually proud of that. I think Springfield could use more outsiders, frankly. I... I'm very happy to be running, and I have a lot of support, but being a, as an outsider, I have um, an independent, I, I have an independent issue-oriented stance that allows me to not have to toe the party line like my opponent, which is a wonderful thing, and that in Springfield is what we need. Well, what decided to get you into politics? What, what was your final star where you're like, you know what, I'm done watching, I want to get in the game? Yeah, I just, I guess as a concerned citizen... I kept watching things go the wrong direction, and I thought, I can keep complaining about it, or I can jump in and get involved. And I'm really glad I did. It, it's one of those, um, I think politics is the new mission field, frankly. This is where we're at. And this is an open seat because uh, Tom Morrison. That's exactly what, right. What happened to Tom? He's so in a different. After the census, and they redistricted the lines, basically, they put Tom Morrison in with Chris Boss. And then they would have had to run against each other. Or Tom Morrison would have had to move after a year. And he has young children and didn't want to do that. So um, he's been a wonderful mentor and support to me. And once I realized he wasn't going to run and I lived in this open seat, I thought, throw me in this race. I want to win. What surprised you about jumping into the political foray? I mean, it's it's blood sport. You're, yes. you're an attorney. You seem yes. like a, a very wise, smart, fun woman. Why in the world would you want to do this? I know that, you know, and, and, and God bless you for doing it because we need people to represent us. Right. But in this state, and we talked a little bit about this off the air, it seems like we all want change in Illinois, and people cry every Monday when they see the crime statistics that come out of Illinois and Chicago, but we always do the same thing and elect the same people. I, I mean, That's that, exactly right. I mean, but it but it's eye opening, and you chose to get in here and do this. Are you half crazy? What's up with you? <laughs> yes, woman? yes, it's like jumping off a cliff. I'm yeah. so glad I did that. Wonderful. <laughs> it um it it is a very uh, it is a blood sport. You're 100 percent right. And my opponent is definitely going after me with uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, misleading advertising and and hit lit and that sort of thing. But I will say, uh, running is been this is a this is a privilege to serve, and it's. It's my it's my privilege and, and hopefully my honor to be able to do it. And I will say knocking on doors, which is the best way to take the pulse, obviously, of the district. Um, I am reaching a lot of independents and even Democrats who yeah. feel disenfranchised from their own party. And you said you're getting even some Democratic support. Tell us what they're telling you. What are they saying to you? You know, they're, my opponent with it's that um, ideology of, you know, very, very radical progressive. They're not in line with that. They don't want that. They don't want, you know, tampons and boys' bathrooms. They don't want, uh, you know, multiple gender occupancy public bathrooms. They don't want LBGT taught to kindergartners. That's all. Those are all items that my opponent supports, and that is not in line with them. It's too radical for them. And so they're looking for more common sense middle road, which I represent. And at my last fundraiser, I'm, I'm proud to say I had a, a third of the people there were Democrats. Wow. All right, so here's your opponent. Here's one of her attack ads. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Some in Washington and Springfield would arrest doctors and jail women who exercise their right to choose. 
I'm Mary Beth Canty, and in Springfield, I will not let that happen. I'll protect your choice. In Springfield, Michelle Hunter will make things worse. Hunter opposes a woman's right to choose, and she stands with extremists who want to strip away the right to choose, even in cases of rape and incest. Michelle Hunter, the wrong choice. Oh, Way to go, so Michelle. Funny. Way to go. <laughs> Makes you, me sound terrible. I know. I know. And then the picture, they, but they actually, because you're a beautiful woman. Oh, thank And you. the picture that they use of you was fine, because normally you see these politicians yeah. and their <laughs> eyes are like all googly-eyed. <laughs> but so what is wrong or what is misleading about that ad? Yes. Well, as far as exceptions, I absolutely support exceptions. Life of the mother, rape, incest, so that is just plain misleading. You and, mean you're not going to have doctors and women arrested? <laughs> thrown in jail. Thrown in jail. To the cell bar. <laughs> Absolutely not. And um, like I said, knocking on doors, you learn so much about the pulse of the district. And one thing I focus on for people who, regardless of what side of pro-life or abortion or where you stand, I'm about solutions and and not just about um, rhetoric. And I'm about results. And when I talk to people and say, look, what if moms-to-be had informed choices about adoption? There are so many waiting families out there who want to adopt. And that's a game changer for people because it's a solution. I mean, we know what the problem is. And when you have solutions like that, I, I there's not one door I've knocked on where a person wasn't like, I completely agree with that. Well, 72% of Democrats polled want some restrictions yes. on abortion. Right. And we are, you know, this land and of like, Lincoln will be the abortion capital of the oh, country. The, uh, Mayor Life of Chicago is an abortion oasis. We're a welcoming, we're so welcoming city. Yes. Yeah. No, that is like, so proud of disgusting it. It's horrible. To call it an oasis. Yeah. And she's a pro- like, she has one of the most major gifts in her life because a woman chose to give up her baby for adoption. Because she has a daughter that they adopted. Right. Like, and you're behind this. And then you're behind that. Makes no sense. It doesn't. And, you know, when you also talk to people and talk about the Parental Notification Act, you uh, know, a lot of people don't even know anything about that. And what that actually allows is think about a sex trafficking situation where somebody crosses the border multiple times with the same victim, a minor. No one knows because no one has to be alerted. That person's trapped in that cycle of abortion. And it's just... It's 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 staggering to think about the land of leaking being that destination. It's really uh, sad and kind of ridiculous the way that um, it, we the, the abortion issue is just a tail wagging the dog. It's yeah. amazing that this is you know because if you go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night and you're yeah. out with your friends, you're not talking about this stuff. No. It only gets brought up in elections. I can't even imagine the the pain that you must go through to come to to the decision to either have one or have to have one or anything like that and that we that we talk about it incessantly oh, in it's, politics uh, is mean, absolutely ridiculous. Right. Well, I mean, it's actually misleading to to look at it as a top topic because like I said knocking doors, I mean, really I'll tell you what a real top topic is, it's crime. Oh, and yeah. it's the safety act. Because you people think Arlington Heights, Mount Prospect, Prospect Heights, right. they're, they they, think- they, they're insulated. So many people have reached out and told me They've been carjacked because yes. I have relatives and friends and they, they've been carjacked That's or there was attempted carjacking because they just jump, jump on 294 there. There's a, a huge uptick in crime in Arlington Heights itself. With There was actually a, an attempted baby snatch. There's been... Gee, when was that? That, you know, I just heard about that. Okay. And then I've heard about um, a lot of these, you know, um, shoplifting where they... Um, smash or, and grabs. Smash and grabs. And, and like you said, um, and then right on the border of Arlington Heights, kind of close to Palatine, there's been a lot of shootings and rapes. And crime is top of mind for a lot of people. And then they're worried that the police, you know, the Safety Act, basically, uh, and I'm for repealing that, it, it ties the hands of, 
it handcuffs the police and emboldens the criminals because they know, guess what, you know, you're charged with second degree, uh, you're charged with, you know, second degree murder or assault, battery, you know, that's a non-detainable offense as of January 1st, no cash bail. You, you stop and think about what we do in this state. I, I laugh because when I, you know, I'm, and I'm here to fill in for Dan Prof. My name is Ray. Hi. Um, but I'm coming into the parking, into the parking garage. I'm walking up to the building and it says, no trespassing, prosecutors or, or uh, criminals will be prosecuted. I'm like, no, we won't. No. I'm in Cook County. Nobody gets <laughs> prosecuted here. You'll be right out on yeah. the street. But it, it, isn't it amazing? And as lawmakers and as citizens go, I wonder at what point do, do we just keep this ridiculous amount of, of uh, insanity going on mm-hmm. where people commit a gun crime and they're out six hours later. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. And, you know, this Safety Act started out as a, you know, I think a seven-page bill or whatever, and then it just turned into something. 700 pages. Yes, now. exactly. And I was at the bill signing, and I know not one politician in there, no one from the Black Caucus mm-hmm. read that whole thing. How there could no you? Way you there's couldn't. no way you could. And I heard there's a lot of redundancy in it because Dan Proft uh, actually read it because it was an easy beach read for yeah. him. <laughs> right. Um, but have to be on the he beach. read the whole thing. And so did uh, John Anthony. They read the whole thing because mm-hmm. John Anthony's a former state rep. And, you know, he said it's just it's ridiculous. They just shove so much different things in there. That's right. And police officer, there's now a snitch line too. come January 1st where you can make a complaint against a police officer never even having to have interacted with that police officer. And they're going to believe me over the police officer, and then that's what remains on his record permanently. You know, right? I, and why would but anybody? If you're a criminal, you can get your record expunged. How do you? How do you? Uh, as somebody that's running, how do you corroborate that? What do you tell people when they say that? Yeah, we're concerned about crime because there's a whole faction of people on the other side that want a, us to believe that crime is not an issue, but we know it is. All you have to do is watch the news every night and see what's going on. How do you try to hammer that home? That's exactly right. Well, I talk to people very clearly about the Safety Act, and I'm amazed at the level of knowledge when I knock doors, that people are are aware of this no-cash bail. And I actually have a billboard on 53, um, close to Euclid, look for it, that uh, says, you know, I'm for repealing the Safety Act 100%, because it is not, it's, you know, we've even got um, Democrat state's attorneys who have filed suit against this. I mean, this is not, this isn't even a partisan issue at this right. point. 100 of the 102 county state's right. attorneys or county attorneys are against it. They are against it. It's, and, and this so, is just another example of, of politicians not li- listening to their constituents. They're not listening. They're not. And, you know, people don't like it. And, and people are worried that if they call the police, what can the police do? If you have a trespasser on your lawn, what are they going to do? Be right, issued a citation? And, yeah, that's it. That's I all mean, they can do. It's and, and and who in the right mind wants to become a police officer in that climate as well. So it's like it just it it will it it will not help police officers be able to do their job. Obviously, it handcuffs them, like I said, and it just it it creates this level of distrust of walking down the street and normal safety. For people who aren't familiar with you or don't know you, just yeah. tell us about oh, yourself. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Let's pretend like I'm taking you through Rush. What are you, <laughs> oh, exactly. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> we were both there yeah. together. Yes. Um, I have been an attorney for the last 20 years, and so I've had some uh, government experience. I was a law clerk for an appellate judge for 13 years, and doing that gave me a lot of experience with legislation. That's all we did, interpret, analyze, apply legislation. I learned how to read bills and know what they really mean, not what they're titled as. Right. And that happens all the time. And so after that, I'm now an insurance attorney. I've been doing that about seven years, and so that's private practice. Basically, um, I I don't have children, and so I... I received my training to be a, lo- a foster care adoptive parent. Good for you. Yeah, and it's been, and I, that's a real issue that's close to my heart is, a, is adoption reform. 
And I saw a lot of negative cases with that when I worked as a law clerk where the foster care system, there's so much wonderful change that can occur there. I have a lot of ideas for that. And I have a children's book coming out anytime. In a, oh, what's, in a, the, what's the title or is it a working title? Yeah, no, it's called A Goat Named Lucky. It's um, going to be published any day now. So a in a store near you. A, a goat named Lucky? Yes, a goat named, it's a, it's a middle-aged chapter book. Okay. And it's a three-legged goat. <laughs> Comes with the name of Lucky. There you go. Michelle Hunter is here. She's running for state rep in the 54th. What are you, where are you on the Bears coming to Arlington Heights? Oh, yeah. So, oh, you know, yes. the question. right. Um, I get that question at the door often, and most people are for it. They don't really want to pay for it, but they're right. for yeah. it. And so um, I always, you know, laugh that, yeah, I've been very involved in parental rights and schools, and I say I'm like a, I'm a, a mama bear and a Chicago bear because <laughs> parent because I feel like, you know, it, it could really be a wonderful thing for Arlington Heights. And I it looks like it's really moving yeah. forward at this point. And, of course, it'll be a local decision ultimately. But, um, yeah, it's it's exciting to think about. All right. Michelle Hunter, she is running for the Illinois State Rep seat in the 54th District. For more information, go to HunterForIllinois.com. That's Hunter, F-O-R, Illinois.com. And thank you so much. It's so nice meeting you, and thanks for coming in today. It's a pleasure you, uh, to be here. Would you like to say hi to any law enforcement agencies this I morning? Would, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to the to the wonderful um, <laughs> police officer who pulled me over on the way into the uh, studio this morning because I had a light out. And Michelle Hunter drives defective cars. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I think I just heard my new lit. Yeah, yeah lit her new piece. attack piece. All right, again, it's um, HunterForIllinois.com. Thank Thanks, you. Michelle. Hear about the big stories of the day, then talk about them right here on Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Jacobson here. Ray Stevens is in for Dan Prof. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing along this morning. I'm glad I got the call. I was up in Wisconsin. I was in a deer stand, and and, uh, and I got to you know. And, and Marcus is like, "Would you come in and work?" And I said, "Let me talk to my people." And my people said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." And so here you are. Here and tonight's the second and final debate between Governor Pritzker and Darren Bailey, and it's been a contentious campaign, so to speak. And Nothing got under the skin more, I think, of liberal Democrats than when Charles Thomas did an ad for the People Who Play by the Rules Pack. For 25 years, ABC7 political reporter Charles Thomas gave you the straight news. Now he's giving you real talk on the governor's race. J.B. Pritzker promised what he called equity when the new recreational cannabis industry opened in Illinois. Blacks got nothing. Zero. Nothing. He needs to be punished for that. Black people should not vote for J.B. Pritzker because he didn't live up to that promise. And joining us now on our turnkey.pro answer line is Charles Thomas, former political reporter for ABC7 News and an all-around good guy. Hi, Charles. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Amy. Good hearing your voice. Yeah, so how much heat are you taking for just telling the truth? I'm taking... Mm, I'm taking moderate heat, I think. I mean, I'm, I can tell you where the biggest heat, the, the boy, this is, I just thought about it. The white heat is coming from, <laughs> the hottest The hottest heat, it's coming from white liberals who, um, some of whom, even my former colleagues, 
Um, I had one colleague, Mark G. and Greco, who, you know, he tweeted that I was a sellout. And I said, you know, he, I, I asked him and some of the other people on the tweet uh, reply list, asked him, well, who, who did he sell out? And I never got an answer to that question. And um, I have a theory about who I sold out. And it's the, it's the, the, the media, the, the media, which is infected with this liberal bias these days, who feel that they all must march to the same, to the same piper, uh, which is liberalism. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not a liberal. I am a moderate, I believe, but they cast people in different ways when you don't agree with them. And we, we know that that story, we, we talk about it virtually every day, but you know, I'm getting the heat there, but on the other side, I'm actually having black elected officials call me privately and say, thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, it gives us more leverage within the Democratic Party. Then uh, on the street, I'm getting, I would say uh, it's probably 75% support me, another quarter of just so hardcore uh, Democrats. So they don't, they don't support me. Uh, they want to go along with this line that somehow Darren Bailey is some kind of far-right racist uh, bigot um, when, when essentially what Darren Bailey is, he's a, he's a Christian. That's, what he, that's, that's, his, that's who moves him. Jesus moves him. He's a man of faith. And I'm not offended by that. Uh, personally, because I try to be the best Christian I can be. Uh, so th- it's an interesting dynamic. And, uh, people are so saying that only you're only doing it for the money. Well, I'm a political consultant. I've been a political consultant for at least three, three to four years since I retired. Right. And I've worked for clients, many of whom are Democrats. Um, so, you know, I'm not doing it for the money. And uh, I'm not doing it just to do commercials. I'm in consult virtually every day with uh, Dan Croft, who, of course, is the president of the Play by the Rules PAC. And we talk about all kinds, every aspect of this campaign. And um, he respects me. I respect him. And it's just not a matter of doing commercials. Also, I don't hide anything on my D2s. I could go into the D2s as an LLC, and nobody would know who and how much they pay me. But I decided not to do that uh, because I, I, I have nothing to hide. I don't want to hide. I am who I am. I have my beliefs, and they are more in tune with what Darren Bailey believes than J, certainly J.B. Pritzker. Well, do you think Democrats, though, are taking the black vote for granted? I mean, that that commercial, that that ad was spot on because blacks did get nothing when, when it, with the marijuana distributorship. Right. Distiller. I mean, equity. Yeah. And, and women didn't either the first round. And then he said, oh, he's going to work on it. So bottom line, where do we stand now on that? Well, I mean, they have what they call these social equity licenses that now they're going to give and they say that. Uh, blacks and women and Latinos are going to get these social equity licenses. And, uh, but keep in mind, all the good spots are gone. Right. 
You have the high, yep. you know, the, the, the loop, the, north, side, yep. the north Shore, Skokie, Northbrook, all those good spots are gone. So they want you to have your license and set up your cannabis store in a place like Roseland or Auburn Gresham or Chatham. Um, go down there and do a cash business and you're going to be competing with the local weed man. And, you know, it's a mess. It's just a total mess, but it's typical. It's typical of the Democratic Party in as much as they will make these promises based on equity, which is another story in and of itself, which, you know, we could talk about. But they, they, uh, equity, they talk about equity, but whenever they talk about something, you can bet your last dollar they're going to do just the opposite. Talking with I don't the- care when they talk about Talking Whatever with, they talk about. Talking with Charles Thomas here, a former uh, ABC7 political reporter. I woke up this morning, Charles, and you don't know me and I don't know you. We've never met. But I saw this Twitter dust-up starting last week, and I said, you know, you always seemed like one of the last fair and balanced guys that yep. I could watch on TV. And you, you always came across to me as a guy that was honest. You, you did your work. You knew what you were talking about. So I, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but from my Twitter handle, Ramblin' Ray, I twi- tweeted that and I supported you. This morning I wake up to women, white women, bashing me about what a sellout I am and what a sellout I am for supporting you. How ridiculous, how ridiculous is it in this day and age that, a, that an African-American, successful African-American man can be called out as being a sellout or a racist by white, liberal, woke women? I mean, that's just nuts. It is totally nuts. It's totally nuts. And all I'm asking black people to do is to take a step into the middle and begin to look at both sides. Begin to look at both sides and then make your decision. But do it reasonably. This automaton voter, we're only being taken advantage of. No, no one pays attention anymore because they know what you're going to do. You go on the South Side today, you know, it's like J.B. Pritzker, is he really campaigning or not? He just assumes that he's going to get 95% of the black vote as Democrats have been doing for many years. And, and this cannabis thing is not the only issue. Look at the schools in, in Chicago. Look at the, how in the world the Democrats run everything. They run the schools. They run the criminal justice system. All of these aspects of our uh, life here in Chicago are controlled by the Democratic Party. You can't blame the Republicans. You can't blame Donald Trump for the condition of your schools. Look at taxation in the South suburbs. African-American homeowners, working people, are paying more in property taxes than they are paying for principal and interest yep. on their mortgage. That is a common uh, occurrence in the South suburbs, and that is where the treasure trove of Democratic votes are these days, the South suburbs, not the city, but the South suburbs and they win with 95% of the vote. I'm only telling people, hey, Donald Trump didn't do this to your tax bill. Republicans didn't do this to your tax bill. You've got to start holding the people you vote for accountable. And And one way we're going to do it is by sending a message loud and clear that J.B. Pritzker will not get 95% of the vote this time around. What percentage do you think he'll get? I mean, have you done any polling, or what are your, what are your thoughts? I, I, I haven't um, had access to polling, this, kind, this specific kind of polling. Um, I can only work at this point, Amy. I want, I want to keep him 
and I, I, I'd like to, I'd like Darren Bailey to win the black vote. But there are going to be a lot of people who are going to that polling place, and they're going to see that name J.B. Pritzker, and they're going to say, "Well, I'm not going to vote for him." They might vote for their other Democrat favorite Democrat politicians. Okay, but that one, we're going to make a statement. This is about making a statement as well as supporting Darren Bailey, who I think is a good man. Yep, a, a good man. I, I mean, mean, physically, have... I could not vote for Pritzker from what he did to our children. And not just my children, but all of the children of the state of Illinois. And any parent who's on the line who's worried, oh, if I vote for Bailey, abortion rights are going to go away. Abortion rights are not going to go away. And Darren Bailey knows that, too, because the the Democrats still run the state house and the state Senate. So just think about what he he took away life experiences that they'll never get back. Graduations, proms, sporting seasons, not games, but entire seasons, chances for athletes to get scholarships. All of that was gone when every neighboring state was, was, was they were in school. I'll never forget. I was in Utah and it was Labor Day of 2020 and I'm at a football game and I'm crying. I'm watching cheerleaders and I'm like, and the kids are going to school and they're happy. Right. They right. And then you wonder and I'm like, and, what, what the hell is going on and around then, here? And then, and then are, guess what? They didn't die and nobody was teaching from the grave. Then we wonder why drug use is up and we wonder why uh, oh, kids and, 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 and suicides are up. And, you know, we have to provide more mental health. It's like we did this to ourselves. Right. You know, well, Pritzker did this yes. to us. So Pritzker cannot get away with it. So he left the dispensaries and the liquor stores wide open. Yep. Did he close the churches, too? Mm-hmm. Yep. This, this, this is this person. This is a person who would allow a teenage girl, your daughter, my granddaughter, underage, to have an abortion without the parent's consent. This is part of who he is, value-wise. Now, and he's the guy who's going to, we all know the old story about rip the toilets out of the mansion next door, so your tax rate is low. This is the value system of this person. And then and, he blamed his wife. He made his wife go and write the check. Course. But it doesn't mean that, that he is, didn't commit the crime because they still committed right. the crime to get out of $316,000 in property taxes. When you're a billionaire. That shows, that's greed. That, that is the epitome of greed. And there's abortion the on person. demand. Right. We're, they're using yeah. our tax dollars for abortions. There are no restrictions on abortion in Illinois. You could get an abortion here the day that the baby is due. Wait a second, though. Darren Bailey wants to put you in jail. Yeah, I'm right. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, also, I mean, a, okay, so go on, Charles. Sorry, I'm all. Well, she's, it, it, she's sweating it, in here. If you if you take a step back and take a look at it, uh, particularly for black folks, if you take a look at who you're voting for, and just just give it a, you know, even if if the vote breaks fifty fifty, I mean, you know, even if it does. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if it breaks 50-50, J.B. Pritzker loses. He loses big time uh, if, if the black vote, if people really take a look at it, they don't give him that 95%. He loses. He loses. It's a tried-and-true formula in Illinois that if, the, if this Democratic candidate does not overwhelm his Republican opponent in Chicago and Cook County, then you know, the Republican loses. Um, but if, but if, if he, if he doesn't, oh, I'm sorry, if he doesn't, or if you hold your own in Cook County as a Republican, you can win. Charles Thomas, a former political reporter, ABC seven here on the Dan and Amy show. Charles, how, 
How underlooked do you think the independent vote is in this election uh, year? I mean, Hispanics, African-Americans, they're they're going to play big into this, not only in Illinois, but across the country as well. The independent vote, I think, is going to basically decide things. I think the, the and, and I believe at this point, independents are going to certainly be the difference. I think this election is going to be won pretty much in the won or lost uh, in the Chicago suburbs. Um, you're going to have the, the vote there is going to be critical because those voters, because the, of the last the twenty. From 2008 to 2016, we had Illinois people running, and I think that favorite son, favorite daughter thing with Obama and Clinton had the suburbs really leaning Democrat. I think they're going to come home this time around uh, because there won't be any Illinois person on the ballot, number one, and they've they've had such a horrible experience with Joe Biden. They're going to they're going to come around the suburbs. And I think that's going to get us back into the set piece situation statewide where the black vote in, in Cook County, Chicago and Cook County is going to be critical again. It could basically rule the day. You get blacks go 95% and and Latinos go 95% for the Democrats. The Republicans can't win. But if we can hold them down, if we can hold them down, then Baron Bailey can win and other Republican candidates statewide can win. Because I think that the suburbs are coming home. They're, 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 they're snapping out of it. Yeah. And another well, thing to I realize, think- the best way to end the Safety Act is to get Pritzker out of town. And the Chicago contrarian, the week in Chicago in one tweet, this happened in one week, the Lincoln statue in Lincoln Park was defaced. Three men were shot in a drive-by in Austin. A man was carjacked on the Dan Ryan. A man was shot in the head at the Lincoln Hotel, was shot dead at the Lincoln Hotel. A boy 17 was shot in the head while walking to school. In total, 66 shot, 15 killed. Wow. Mm. Uh, Typical weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And then people, you know, just act like this is, and it's only going to get worse with the Safety Act, and that's another reason to get Pritzker out of office. Well, I think people are fear. Definitely there's a lot of fear surrounding the Safety Act, and it's, it's it's legitimate. I don't think there's anything, it's not unusual fear, it's not racist fear, it's just fear, because we can see it now, it happens right in front of us, and we find that the Democratic Party establishment is doing everything it can so that we don't see those videos, we don't see the crime as it happens, they're censoring things, the local television stations are censoring these uh, events that have been been, um, recorded. Uh, We don't see them, but they've always done that. I try to explain to people that when something happens and it's on video and the powers that be don't want you to see it, they do everything they can to stop you from seeing it. Remember the the Laquan McDonald shooting. Oh, yeah. You know, Rom hid that for months so that he could be safely reelected and preserve his power. The Anjanette Young mistaken police raid. The city went to court to try to stop people from seeing that video. That yeah, the mayor went to court to stop Channel 2. Right, right. I mean, so that's crazy. People don't realize that is insanity. That's a <laughs> dictatorship right there. Yeah, it's a dictatorship. That's that Chicago that at work. have to understand yeah. that they do these things to preserve their power, not because it's 
racist, or they just want to control their uh, preserve their power. That's why they don't want you to see certain things or hear certain things or points of view because they're trying to preserve their power. And that is the, the, the essence of their corruption uh, in, in the Democratic Party in, in Chicago and Cook County and in Illinois, for that matter. All right, Charles Thomas, political consultant and former chief political reporter for ABC 7 News. We're going to have to leave it there for today. But thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate hey, it. Thank you for having me. Might be back anytime. All right. God bless. And he joined yep. us on our turnkey.pro answer line. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer. I'm moving out. Ted Dabrowski, president at Wirepoints. He joins us every Tuesday at 737. Good morning, Ted. How are you? Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Ray. Hi. I hope you guys are well. Yeah, so it's happened again, 949 days and counting that we are under an emergency, an executive order. We're state of emergency. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, right? I mean, he, you know, he, he signs this, this disaster declaration. You know, he literally says in the latest disaster declaration is 35th in a row of 30-day de- declarations that uh, Illinois is still a disaster, all of 102 counties. So, you know, that compares even the smallest county, which has got like 3,500 people, with Cook County, which has got, you know, over 5 million. We're still a disaster. And uh, he just bastardizes the whole meaning of a disaster declaration because that means he could use it for anything going forward, Right. And uh, it, it just it um, you know how, how do you, how do you respect a government that that wants to run that way and, and a governor that wants to run that way? But why is he doing it? Is it still because of federal funding? Well, you know, certainly we still get federal money, right? Um, you know, to be clear, none of our neighbors are doing it, right? Uh, Wisconsin ended theirs a year and a half ago. Their emergency orders. Michigan, two years ago, they ended theirs. All the other states around us ended six months ago, and yet we're the only ones that still do that. And it's because one, we get uh, we still get some money for food stamps. We get still get some extra money for Medicaid. Um, but you know, I I still think personally, I mean, the money is one thing, the power is the other. You know, this this governor can turn on the mask mandates if he needs to. He can turn on the the vaccine mandates if he wants to. He can turn on anything he wants to because it's unilateral power to to make laws. And uh, as long as he's got that power, he's keeping it, and nobody's taking it away from him. Chris Welch isn't taking it away from him. Don Harmon, the Senate president, isn't taking it away from him. So he gets to kind of just do what he wants and do it for free. I mean, if, if we were to go back to mask mandates, especially before the election, I think this would this would spell big trouble for him, don't you think? Well, it would. I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody thinks that would happen. Um, but but yeah, but, but, but he has the power to do that. And that's the point. And, and you know, he. He reserves this unilateral power to, to decide these things. And that's that's what's wrong. You know, we should have the legislature at this point, 950 days after you know we started these these emergency declarations, you know, the legislature should be ruling things. And we should you know, literally fire every one of them for not taking power back. Of course, there have been some Republicans who've tried to take power back, but uh, they don't have a voice. They're they're super minorities. So it's really on the Democrats uh, who've done nothing to take away Pritzker's power. And in fact, they've, they've let him keep it. But in this latest executive order that he signed, he scratched out, you know, about face coverings and put all individuals, including those who are fully vaccinated, are recommended to wear a face covering consistent with the CDC guidelines. So that says to me that he might bring back masking. 
Yeah, I mean, there's one way to read it. Another way is that he's he's relaxing a little bit because he's removed it from some of the uh, some of the places that still required, except for of course federal, you know, where federal laws supersede. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's I think you know Charles is covering well. You guys are talking about it well, Charles Thomas. Just you know, he had these these powers to to uh, you know force schools to to remote learning or mask mandates or vaccinations. Uh, it's an extreme power, and I can't believe that one we let them get away with it in the first place, and two, you know, the fact that that's so long ago that we're still we're still letting him have those powers. It's wrong, and on every in, in every way. Now we're three weeks from the election. God, can you believe it? Three weeks. I can't wait for today. it to be over. <laughs> I, I hear one more commercial. I swear, I want to just ram my car into a tree. This really? is nuts. You're, oh, you don't want to hear more about abortion? No, rights? I'm so I'm so sick and tired Locking of it. I want up doctors and women who get abortions. I want I want people to to understand that everything costs more. That fuel costs more here. I yes. want people to vote with their pocketbooks and just come out and wipe this guy out. Let me ask you this, Ted. How come it's never brought up? How come this guy gets a free pass when it, you know Rod Blagojevich went to jail? You know, for for allegedly trying to sell a a, a, a Senate seat, um, he uh, he went to jail for allegedly trying to shake down a hospital. Pritzker was one of the guys that was on the phone call with him. How come he never gets implicated with it with any of this? Yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of the fundamental story on Pritzker. He never gets implicated on anything. Uh, you know, maybe maybe nobody liked Blago that much. You know that kind of stuff, and and so he was easy to pick on. And you know, he 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 kind of he kind of I don't know he. He wore that stuff poorly. Pritzker's smoother. You know, he comes from all the money. He he um, he knows how to maneuver all these things. And, uh, you know, he does a really good job of, of, of hiding behind things. And, you know, I was just making a list of all the things that go on. You know, you're, you're touching on a huge one, right? That that would be, in, in most cases, uh, certainly in lots of investigations. But in, in this case, you know, you've got the whole crime thing. He's not wearing – the media's not making him wear anything on, on the crime and, and, you know, his his lack of stepping in to fix things. In fact, he's making it worse with the Safety Act. You know, all the COVID stuff we just talked about, all the stuff that happens in schools. I mean, it, it's it's we've gone to the extreme. All, all his energy stuff that he's doing on, on the green, it's, it's the most extreme in the country. Uh, he's done a lot of extreme things that, that just aren't good, but the media doesn't doesn't call him out for it. And it's the same thing as you mentioned on his you know telephone calls with uh, with Blago. Now, tonight's the second and final debate. Uh, who do you think won the first one? Well, I thought Bailey did. You could you could tell the body language. You know, I, I watched Pritzker give his speech in in uh, New Hampshire. You know, his kind of his first presidential run speech. And uh, I, you know, I've told people if you, you got to watch that. You'll see that he's running for president if you if you watch that. And then he did Florida as well. And, and you know, he was very very powerful, very strong. Of course, it, it wasn't a debate, but he was leaning into all the progressive things that he that he pushes and uh, you know very strong. And then you watch him in the debate the other day. He was on defense for the first time in a long time. He looked flustered. Bailey looked really comfortable. Uh, Bailey was the aggressor, and uh, well, of course, he's got all the all the stuff on his side. I argue with the with the with the fiscal issues and the COVID and the crime and all that. So I thought Bailey did did really well, and I thought Pritzker looked weak. And he didn't answer any of the questions. I mean, they even asked twice. I don't. I, I can't remember her name. The Springfield. Uh, Champaign-Urbana, I'm sorry, the anchor down there, she did such a good job. She did not let him slide. She said, you're not answering the question. What would you change about the Safety Act? What would you amend from it? And he never, he just danced around it. So I don't even know who's moderating tonight. I know it's at 7 o'clock on WGN, and they're not allowing audience members to come in, which I think is, you know, I, I love the audience interaction at the last debate, didn't you? 
Yeah, I, I like it. And, and you're right about about her. She says, "Yeah, you're not answering the question. Let's move on." You know, like kind of kind of nasty to him, which is which so was, unusual for, I know. Uh, for the media. <laughs> and we and, wouldn't you know, answer and, what and, your walk up song is. She's like, "Well, you obviously don't have a song." So Bailey, you know, I mean, she was just very decisive and very. I, I, she was very stern with him, and I loved it because you do not get that here with the Chicago media. You know, and, and on the Safety Act, you know, he, he there's been so many complaints about it. You know, you've got 100 out of the 102 states' attorneys against it. You've got all the lawsuits. You've got the stuff that we've written about it at Wire Points. Uh, he could have found two or three things just to give as a bone uh, to, to look good in the media, and, and he couldn't even do that. And that's why I say he performed really poorly because he just wasn't prepared. He didn't know what he was talking about. And, you know, I argue that I don't think he's ever read the, uh, the Safety Act mm-hmm. because he doesn't <laughs> oh, know what's no. in it. It, you know, it's absolutely amazing that a guy that has this kind of coin, and, and we know that uh, the guys that roll like this like to be, you know, the big shot, the big guy in the room, the big man on campus. But, you know, and I, I think you bring this up in your piece that, that I'm looking at, and, and, you know, people that are self-made men, um, they look at guys like this, and they're, they're kind of laughable. I mean, this this guy, he, I mean, it would seem, although he comes from a very uh, financially successful family, it's a family of, of what I would consider dysfunction and misfits. And now he wants to run the state like that. I just don't understand it. Well, you know, I, I've argued, you know, you've got it, you know, in, in a professional life, you've got to go through a lot of ups and downs. You've got to, you've got to go through crises. You've got to lose a lot of money sometimes. You've got to make bad mistakes. And, you know, that's how you grow. But I don't know. It, I, it doesn't seem like he's been through any of that. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, decision-making, uh, you know, w- w- what I struggle with, with with Governor Pritzker is that Illinois is at the bottom of the barrel in, in, in just about virtually any economic and fiscal and demographic st- statistic there is, right? We, we're financially, we're, we're the weakest. We're losing tons of people. Um, all, you know, our economy is always weaker than everybody else's. And yet he never wants to acknowledge any of that. He, he just wants to, to hype up that Illinois is great. You know, it, it takes a lot of pain to fix things and, you know, to solve things. And, and I, he just doesn't know how to do it. He, he thinks he, he should just project everything is fine and we'll, we'll ignore it. And it's just it's just wrong. It's just a wrong approach. All right. Ted Dabrowski, president of WirePoints. You can check out his work at WirePoints.com. Or, and, yeah, WirePoints.com. Thanks, Ted, for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to podcasts of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. I love the tweet by the Chicago contrarian. I'm going to repeat it. Chicago, one week in a tweet. Lincoln statue in Lincoln Park to face. Three men shot in a drive-by in Austin. A man carjacked on the Dan Ryan. Did you see that? Oh, the yeah. I had a rifle. I mean, it was like Mad Max he just picks. A, he's just picking out the car he wants. Yeah, you know, if you see a guy wearing a mask, get get the hell out of there. And, and carrying a, yeah. with a side holster, yep. a, a rifle. That's a big gun. Uh, a man shot dead in Lincoln Hotel in the bar. Which is a there. nice place. Well, it was. Yeah. It's not, it's not nice. Anymore. They got in a fist fight or an yeah. argument, and the guy pulled mm-hmm. out and just shot him in the chest. But, I mean, him. by and large, it's a, it's a decent yeah. place. I mean, it was a beautiful place. Yeah. the last time you were there? It's things been are a while. changing. Oh, things okay. are changing. Right. The All bar right. scene is changing. That's I don't go to bars anymore. Um, a boy, 17, shot in the head while walking to school. 66 shot, 15 killed. 
a week in Chicago and one tweet. And Governor Pritzker would just say, hey, you know, but there's three million people in Chicago. That's not too bad. Come mm-hmm. on. Hey, yo, hey. But that being said, one incident that took place had everybody, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, animal abuse. Don't mess I with mean, dogs. You, like, yeah. There'll be a deadly hurricane. And people are like, what about the dog? Did you see the dogs drink? Because they're so helpless. And they're, right. you know, dogs spelled backwards is God. God, they need us. They need they, us to survive. And they love, and we yeah. need them. God gave us two hands so we could pet two dogs. There you go. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> well, now so you when, have. When this case happened in Lincoln Park, in old, excuse me, in an old town, um, there was a woman who recorded it all. Her name's Paula. And she saw this man. His name is, I don't even want to say his name. He's His name's Jose Contania, whatever. Of Hammond, yeah, he had his dog in the back of his minivan, and he whipped him out, beat him repeatedly, and then the dog comes back to him, and he punches him again. It's just so. Did you see the video? Yeah, and and all, if you I mean, didn't, because if you saw it, you'd want to gouge this guy's yeah, eyeballs well, out. Well, yeah, you know, and I want to do that to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. especially people that do that. To, I'm a big rescue guy. I work with paws in Chicago. I have two little rescue dogs, and man, they. they, they the love they give you is unconditional. And Nobody that's what this dog too. As much as he was beating him, yeah. he still loved his owner. There's a, here's a tr- here's Ugh. a here's a trick for for men to try. And this is this is always show you that your dogs will always be happy to see you. Put your dog in a trunk for a, for 15 minutes. You open a trunk, the dog's happy to see you. Put your wife in a trunk for 15 minutes, she want to kill you. That's the difference. <laughs> All right. Well, here's Paula, the neighbor, who thank God she recorded this on uh. her. I think it was her ring camera or security camera. Found it to be abhorrent uh, that a man in the middle of the day would take a a dog and fling it across the street and then just start savagely beating it. This is how he is behaving in public toward a defenseless, innocent animal. How is he, you know, what are his interactions with children, seniors, people with disabilities? And then she, like many of us, were upset that he was only charged because they finally caught up with him. He was actually taking his dog to be euthanized, and the dog Zeus was euthanized. Um, But he was only charged with a misdemeanor. It's ridiculous um, that that would be a misdemeanor charge. I know that's not up to the police, but there should be stronger sentencing. I'm hoping Uh, that, you know, that's going to include jail time and that the police are going to be able to keep an eye on this guy now. With more on this, let's welcome back to the program Chicago Lieutenant John Garrido. He is uh, also president of Garrido Stray Rescue Foundation. Uh, GarridoStraysRescue.org is how you can get more information on that. But good morning, Mr. Garrido. How are you? Good morning, Amy. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Yeah, so can you just walk us through this? Because I know that you're a lieutenant with the you know police department, but you also do help out with animal abuse cases. And why wasn't he charged with more than misdemeanor, and could those charges be elevated? So uh, the the last part, yes, they they can be elevated. Uh, you got to remember, we, we uh, you know, in law enforcement, you gather as much information as you can, as much evidence as you can, and then you present the, those charges to the state security office for approval. Uh, in order for you know something to be a felony, there are certain elements in the statute that have to be met. Uh, with this particular case, the only thing that, that law enforcement has is the video. And while the video is terrible, and, uh, you know, myself included, many, you know, we believe just, you know, that alone should uh, elevate to a felony. Uh, the state statute just, unfortunately, that's not what it is. Um, the video doesn't show 
uh, you know, the, the results of that. It doesn't show if there was great bodily harm from him striking the dog or from him throwing the dog. Uh, the dog appears to trot back to him, tail wagging, you know, at, I guess, quote-unquote, okay. Uh, so definitely is it cruelty to animal or animal abuse? Absolutely. But those for a first offense are misdemeanor. And now the the so, body has been taken is getting a necropsy done, correct? Is are well, those so what results? I was, what I was going to say, right? So if if that had happened and he had been taken into custody immediately on the street, and that dog was taken to a vet immediately and found that it had um, certain injuries, uh, great bodily harm, then it could have been elevated to a, a felony right then and there. But that incident happened on September 22nd, and he wasn't arrested until a couple weeks later when he brought his dog into med vet. And yes, like you said, the dog was uh, euthanized at the time. Based on the condition the dog was in at the time it was brought in. Now, uh, we did learn that the dog did have cancer, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't know to what extent. Um, uh, we All we know is just the condition that he was in at the time he was brought in uh, was what warranted and necessitated uh, being euthanized. Uh, the only way that we can get more information is a necropsy. Uh, so I reached out to uh, Animal, Chicago Animal Control and also spoke to Cynthia Bathurst over at Safety Made Chicago. And Cynthia's organization, they do court advocacy, and they also raise money, and they pay for these necropsies uh, for the Chicago Animal Control. So I uh, connected with MedVet, and we were able to get the dog sent down to the University of Illinois, where they're now performing this necropsy. And based on the results of that, they'll be able to tell us the condition of the dog, the dog was in when he was brought in, what a, a part of that is going to be abuse or attributed to the cancer. And if we can attribute any of his injuries to abuse, then we would present that together with all the other evidence to the fisheries office and hopefully get a, uh, an upgrade to a felony. But he's a misdemeanor court date. Do you think he's even going to show up for that? Because he lives in Hammond, Indiana, it says. Right, yeah. You know, that's the, the downside to all this one. We have to wait for evidence like that. You never know. So hopefully he does show up. His court date is November 30th at Branch 23, which is Granite Central at 9 a.m. Uh, as of right now, that can be changed uh, on our Facebook page, Rito Stray Rescue Foundation. We will keep that updated and that posted, and um, we'll monitor that uh, for those court dates. If for some reason we're not able to uh, get it upgraded to a felony, uh, we are definitely going to uh, work together uh, with our court advocates uh, to get in there and um, hold them accountable and get the maximum sentence we can for uh, misdemeanor. I'm glad you're doing this Which work. Is up to a year, year in jail. Yeah. It's amazing, and, and and by the way, I'm I'm glad you're doing the work because somebody has to be a voice for for the voiceless. And and are you at all familiar with uh, a guy named Joe Pettit in Wayne, Illinois, and his dog uh, Ludwig? Did you hear about this story? I did not know. Okay, this this is an amazing story. This this uh, guy Joe has some doggo Argentinos, big dogs. Right. Well, I guess what happens is the dog wanders over to the neighbor's property. The neighbor shoots the dog, kills the guy's dog. This was all over the news. No charges were ever brought by the, by the Kane County State's attorney. And the guy that did the shooting is the husband of the village of Wayne, Illinois. She's the president of Wayne, Illinois. Oh. Nothing ever happened with this. And, and you know, there's justice for Ludwig signs all over the place. But unless we get loud, you know, everybody, you know, people will say collectively, I can't believe what people do to animals. I'm like, look what we do to each other. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No doubt. Well, and, you know, and this no guy, doubt. this is not the first time you think he beat his dog. This no. is the first time he got caught. No, so so you Well, right, that that's what he's doing on video. What is he doing behind the scenes? Yeah, you got to be loud and 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 uh, 
we'll put this out on the, all our social medias to make sure that your work, uh, you know. It, it really does make a yeah. difference. Uh, for Garrido Street Rescue, our court advocacy has grown, and we get as many as 100 people that will show up for these court cases. And we're not trying to change necessarily, you know, the outcome of the case in regard to, you know, manipulating anything. Uh, we just want them to know that there's people watching and that we're here. We want to make sure that they cross all the T's and dot all their I's and, and you know, uh, if, if, if found guilty, give them the punishment that they deserve. Unfortunately, uh, you know, even with our state legislature, um, they are just unwilling to increase penalties uh, and, and change any of these things for uh, even these animal abuse cases. You would think why, uh, but there's just certain groups and organizations that no matter what it is, even if it's abuse of an animal, they do not want to increase uh, you know, penalties for for these crimes. And that's frustrating, but the only way we could do that is by bringing attention, like we're doing now, or like what we do on social media, or when we get all of these people to come out to these cases. It it informs people, educates people, and hopefully then we can bring about change. Okay, what, when's he going? You said Grand and Central. What date? Uh, you said nine a.m. Grand, Grand and Central, nine a.m. on November thirtieth. Right now is this court date. Uh, that could change. Uh, it'll change if we end up getting an upgrade before then to a felony, and it could change just because of the uh, court schedule. So. Uh, they want to go to uh, Facebook is where we really uh, keep up with all this stuff. So Garrido Stray Rescue Foundation on Facebook, and we'll keep everybody up to speed as to uh, when the court date is and anybody wants to come. And anybody who does come, we ask that show up, go to the courtroom, you sit there where they call the case, you can silently rise and stand and then sit down. But we don't need any outbursts or anything like that because we want, don't want to get kicked out of the courtroom. We want to be there. And again, that's if he shows up. I have if a feeling, he shows I mean, up, and, right. does he have any yeah, priors that we know? Um, that I can't discuss. Okay. All right. Well, then I'll look it up myself, <laughs> <Yeah>. John. <laughs> now, John, I, I feel you guys are familiar with John. I've known, how long have I known you? Two, two years? Oh, I mean, yeah, kidding. It, two it, decades? <laughs> yeah, at least 20 years. And you are the one responsible for getting Dan hooked up with Hayek. And at first, remember I called you as a concerned yes. citizen? Dan, Dan can I love did. a dog. I called and I said, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> Why would you do I that? Told Dan that I did. Why that. would you do that? Well, because there, you know what? Dan, there's there's a connection for everybody. Dog. Yes, there's a connection for everybody. And uh, uh, Dan, uh, we we just had a meeting. And I told him about some puppies that had just come in, okay. and uh, he's like, "Oh, I'll swing by and look at them." Next thing I know, he's adapting one of them, and uh, they're a match made in heaven, right? Oh, I, they are cute too. And Hayek just loves Dan. Nobody, I mean, lo- no, no dog loves like a shelter pet. None. Yeah. They know. That's and right. where did you rescue Hayek from? What, so was he some like Aruba? Uh, he actually thing came or... from Aruba. Aruba. He came from Aruba. So we worked together with uh, um, the dog house, uh, which is where they board our dogs because we're a, uh, a foster based rescue, so we don't have a brick and mortar facility. And uh, one of the groomers there, Jeannie, uh, she goes to Aruba and brings these puppies back. Uh, they're, you know, abandoned. Um, puppies down in Aruba, oh, yeah. and uh, that's an Aruba dog. Oh, it's so cute. It's Boy, I bet you it loves wintering up here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Hayek actually likes the snow, because Hayek and Bunky yeah, have yeah. been known to frolic in the snow. We've had Similar to the, our dog, we brought back uh, we brought back Pedro from Belize, and you know you often think when dogs are thinking to themselves, like I left a beach <laughs> in a sunny area to come up here in January and February. You're, but, uh, you're telling me you want me to poop in the snow? Is that what you're telling me? No, I, we get our dogs from uh, a breeder in uh, Bradenton, Florida, and we always seem to get them, you know, December, January, and they come up here and like, what are you doing? To me? Amy was, Jacobson I mean, gets nice her dogs from a breeder in. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you yeah. should adopt yeah, that I mean, shot. I didn't want to say that or put that out there. Uh, so I do recommend everybody rescue, rescue, oh, rescue, yeah. rescue. Okay. There okay. are rescue. There are so many dogs that are uh, euthanized every year. And, uh, yeah, please rescue. Well, I Amy Jacobson only has boutique dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I um, No, I rescued a dog that was last in the litter. Her name's Bunky, and they were going to use her to breed other bulldogs. And she, her mom, Sweepy, gave birth to 99 puppies in her lifetime. Mm. I'm like, no, I'll take her, yeah. so I don't want her to live a life like okay. that. So, so, so there you I go. So you, you did rescue her. Yes, I did. did. <laughs> so there you go. All right, John Garrido, again, for more information, if you and if you want to adopt a pet, too, um, GarridoStrayRescue.org, is that correct? Uh, GarridoStrayRescue.org, that is our website. Um, most of our activity is on Facebook, Grito Stray Rescue Foundation on Facebook, you can see. Uh, we just had two dogs that were tied up to a fence in Portage Park. One of them was pregnant, and she just, uh, Gia, she just had five puppies. So we've got Jack Russell puppies. Uh, you can keep up to date on that. And in other cases, we just have so many things going on with uh, with the rescue. Um, it's, it's really been amazing how much it's grown. That's good stuff, man. God All bless right. you. Yes, thanks, Lieutenant John Garrido, also an attorney, just a community man. And uh, we love the work you do, and thank you so much. We appreciate it. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. The more you listen, the more, you listen. The more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer on AM 560, The Answer. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM560, The Answer. You're so, he is so hip. Ray Stevens in for Dan Proft. You know, you're dancing. I don't think I've ever seen Dan dance. No, it's because he's not as happy as I am. Oh, that's right. I mean, I can't okay. believe the guy goes to adopt a dog, and you call the adoption agency and say, I, I don't know if this is I, I swear to God, cool. I did it. I, don't I mean, really, what I, is wrong with me? That's none of my business. But I made it my business because that's what I do. I've only met Dan once. And yeah. is, is he, I mean, is he, he's an okay guy, isn't he? Yeah, I just don't think he's home a lot. <laughs> so I was concerned about, because okay, it's a lot having a puppy. It is. I mean, it is similar to having a newborn baby. Oh, I, I didn't and think, I think it, it might be worse because you can't, like, when you have a newborn, you can stay inside. When yeah. you have a dog, you have to go out constantly what? to potty train them so they don't do their business in your house. I didn't think it was a time issue. I just thought maybe you didn't think he was, oh. like, you know, like he was, uh, you know, fair and nice enough to the. Oh, no, no, okay. no. I think All he'd right. be, and a dog has actually softened his heart. Is it? Oh, yeah. So there you go. He's You're saying that he's not a nice too. guy again. Well, Dan's busy. He's fighting the good <laughs> fight like we all are. Right, right. And in New Trier, a fight has begun. We told you about this story back in August and late, early September when it happened. This questionnaire was handed out to students at New Trier. Are you ready? I would like to participate with the monthly combined racial affinity groups. Yes or no? Yes, I would like to attend the combined racial affinity group meeting or no. And then the next question, it props it up first. White anti-racist affinity group. This group provides white students with the opportunity to deepen their personal understanding of what it means to be a white ally when it comes to anti-racist work. Meeting times will to be determined, but they'll meet once a week. Would you like to participate in the white anti-racist affinity group? Yes or no? And this was handed out to each student. And people who fought back were the FAIR group, FAIR, which means Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, 
And here's their attorney. They ask things like, what are your preferred pronouns? Um, which on its face sounds like somewhat of a mundane question, but there are, um, you know, students who don't believe that your gender can be separate from your biological sex. And so it's problematic for those students to be required to answer that question because that would be ascribing to a belief that they do not hold. With more on this, let's welcome back to the program Letitia Kim. She is Managing Director of FAIR's Legal Network. Good morning, Ms. Kim. How are you? Good morning. Fine. Thank you for having me. So you guys got into this and you sent a letter to New Trier High School and they finally responded. What did they say? They responded saying that the surveys were optional with respect to the pronouns. Uh, our report indicated differently that the students were not allowed to submit the form unless they answered the question about their pronouns. Um, but um, in good faith, we take them at their word and at the very least hope that moving forward, they won't require any student to state their preferred pronouns. Really? Do you believe that, though? Because every email I get from teachers and is it his, him, her, what are your pronouns, Ray? My pronouns are uh, D's, Dems, and Do's. <laughs> That's it. Right. Well, we try to give them, look, we only have the information that we've been given uh, from uh, from those who either contact us through email or either file a report on our transparency website called fairtransparency.org. Um, and then when we receive that report, we reach out to the school, uh, which we did in this case, and they responded that the information we received was inaccurate in that regard, that they did not actually require the the student to uh, answer that question before submitting the form. Um, so, you know, we operate from a position of good faith, but um, at the very least, I, I think they're, they're aware at this point in time that they cannot in the future at the very least require students to, to answer that question because in doing so, it requires them to ascribe to a set of beliefs that they may not hold about gender and sex. Now, is this going on anywhere besides Nutria? Are you guys helping other parents out at any other high schools? Yes, we are. This is not unusual. This is occurring in schools across the country. It is absolutely amazing to me that we live in a state where they tell you to follow the science, yet we never do. It's only when we, we choose. We can pick and choose science. I, it, it drives me crazy, and I, I believe everybody has a right to do and, 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 and think the way they want to think, but it's not up to any government institution or a school to, t- to, to what, ask this of my kids. And you shouldn't expect me to care. Sorry. I just think it's none of the school's business. None. And they should focus on, you know, writing, writing math, arithmetic, yeah. no, uh, we we, we journaling, Well, they can't focus on that because we have some of the worst test scores in the country in this area. Even the good schools are failing. Period. Back to you. <laughs> so this you're having this event tonight from 6.30 to 9.30. Can you tell us about it and uh, how people can get information about it? Yes. Um, if they go to our website, fairforall.org, they can learn more about it. But uh, it's an event at the Double Clutch Brewery in Evanston at 6.30 p.m. tonight. Uh, we will have several um, fair advisors at the event, including Daryl Davis. He's the author of Clandestine, um, who has been in advocate against racism for decades and his method which is um is something that that we we strongly get behind is that you know when you encounter racism 
Um, what you don't do is name call and uh, separate and divide. The only way to breach that divide and to bridge that divide is to engage in conversation and dialogue in recognition that we are all human beings. Uh, so Daryl Davis will be there, and we're very, very excited about this event. And Daryl Davis, he, in case you don't know, he's a black man who talked people out of the Klan. And so he, he's got yeah. a fascinating backstory. We had him on the program, too, to promote your event. And so he'll be there. Monica Harris will be there. Jason Hill. And again, it's tonight, October 18th, from 630 to 930 at the Double Clutch Brewery in Evanston. And is it a, can people still attend? Or is it a sold-out event? Uh, no, there's still room for people to attend. So we encourage people to check it out and sign up if they can make it. Do you think you're going to have any protesters out front? Or they'll leave you alone? I- Good luck with that, by the way. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but we're going forward with the event regardless. Well, the good news is you have cocktails there, so let everybody have at it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Letitia Kim. She's Managing Director of Fairs Legal Network, which stands for Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism. And again, the event is tonight, October 18th, from 630 to 930 at the Double Clutch Brewery in Evanston. Thank you, Ms. Kim. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. There's only one radio show in Chicago talking about today's biggest stories and telling you what they really mean. That show is this one. Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Gone today but not forgotten. Dan Proft has a post on Facebook that talks all about this bogus, and I mean bogus, Illinois Broadcasters Association poll that they released on the eve of the final debate. Yeah. This is this poll is just simply propaganda and it's bull drive. Illinois Broadcasters Association asked 1,000 voters if the race were held today and I didn't, we don't even know if they're registered voters, whatever. Probably not registered voters. If the race were held today, who would you vote for? Pritzker, 49%. Bailey, 27%. <laughs> undecided, 15%. Can I ask you a question? Yes. You're an Illinois broadcaster, right? Yeah, I'm not part of the Illinois Broadcasters Association. I'm, I'm an Illinois broadcaster. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about the Illinois Broadcasters <laughs> Association. And I've been in the broadcasting business for, for a pretty long well, time. Who's it? Mike Scott, who's in charge of the Illinois Broadcasting Association? Oh, he doesn't have his headsets on. Oh, there he goes. Now, now he's coming up to the mic. Sorry, I had to yeah. Close, yeah. No, that's fine. close the door we're, in the we're newsroom. We're curious about the Illinois Broadcasters Association. Is it legit? Who's, yeah, is it legit? What well, is it? Yes, it is. It is the the compilation of television and radio station general managers and other types of managers. Ah, uh, okay. From, you just mentioned and, managers and, and broadcasting companies from okay. across the state. Okay, uh, they do some Springfield work, right. lobbying. I would imagine they also do public service announcements that that cover the entire state for for big events or for. Uh, recovery from disasters, things like that. So, Amy. But Amy. essentially it's a lobbying organization. Do you, do you know why general managers at radio stations become general managers at radio stations? Why, Ray? Because they can't do this. Okay. <laughs> well, this is what Dan uh, put on Facebook. Don't dismiss the bogus poll. Remember it. This is how the corrupt and incompetent state-run Chicago Press Corps works. They use some leftist org, like the Illinois Broadcasters Association, to cook up a poll they can then report quote-unquote, as news to drive the outcome they desire on behalf of their fellow travelers in office. This is unadulterated fake news. RVs, not likely voters, plus 17 on the generic ballot for Dems. Mm. So, right I mean, on. This is, it's, yeah, because then Darren Bailey, they did their own internal poll, 
and questioned 600 registered voters. The results, Pritzker 44%, Bailey 42%. I mean, that is a close margin of error there. That's 2%. The guest we had on earlier, one of the guests we had on earlier today said it best. If, If Pritzker wasn't concerned, he wouldn't be dumping literally millions and millions upon millions of dollars into this race. Well, it's he, a different race. And he let Dan Proft and the uh, people who plays by the rule pact, he let them get under his skin. Not let them, but he, he brought attention to it, and he went to each certain every TV station and got cease and desist orders because he didn't want commercials out. They were just showing the truth. It would, All it said yeah. was, it, we just showed, not we, we just showed, but he just showed the ring camera yeah. footage of a woman being attacked. But you see, it was detrimental to to her mental health and having to go through that over and over again. You know what? That's bulljoy because every station, because I watch the news because I'm a local news nerd, every TV station, it was that happened on Sunday of Memorial Day or Labor Day weekend. They all had it on. Every single TV station had it on. Mm -hmm. And Channel 2 acted so high. Well, we didn't air the whole thing. Well, you aired enough of it. And you can hear her so sadly saying, police, police, as if police are going to come. Yeah. Police aren't going to come. And you can call them. You can call them in Chicago you can, if you want, and they're not going to show up because they have nobody to come. I have a friend who got carjacked. She waited more than two hours and, and because and, she wasn't injured. I mean, she was shaking. Right. She, phys- uh, mentally, she's going to be injured for life. Yeah, and don't and and don't don't hear me. Do not hear me wrong when I say that. I think the men and women of the Chicago Police Department are doing the best job with what they are given mm-hmm. because it is hard to do that job. But if there's not enough people, to, and why is that? Why is there not? Because all we've done in the last two years is tell everybody how bad the cops are. We want to defund the police. And now they're saying, oh, no, we didn't say that. Remember that. All right. Uh, Quickly before, because we're, you know, up against the clock here. We wanted you wanted to talk about Bubba Wallace because he had a race the other day in Las Vegas and uh, it ended like this. of his yeah. car and decided to uh, take it to Kyle, what's his Kyle name? Larson. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson can drive anything. He's a brilliant wheel man. I'll just give you the short version here. Yes, please. This car that NASCAR has put out there and this tire package that they have is dangerous and people are getting hurt. People are getting concussed. There's a lot of wrecks and what Bubba Wallace did was he intentionally wrecked Kyle Larson after Kyle Larson got into him. He put a fender on him and he turned him. And and it, was it a racing incident? I don't know, but I'll tell you this. Is is I don't care if the guys are going to fight afterwards, but man, when you take a car going that fast and you intentionally wreck somebody, you, now you're gonna now you got a chance to really hurt someone. I mean, NASCAR is really a full of crap circus show, but anymore. it is the most watched sport in America. Is it anymore? I mean, I, yes, I it is. To, I used to be really, really, really into it. As a matter of fact, I was the announcer down at Chicagoland Speedway. But um, you, you know, let the boys be boys and let them fight. I don't care about that. But you can't use your car like that. You're gonna get well. Somebody. Here's Bubba Wallace trying to explain himself because off after pushing Kyle Larson, an official, a NASCAR official. Uh, intervened. Intervened, and Bubba Wallace put his hands on him, and you cannot. That's like yeah. touching a referee. You, you don't. But you know he's Bubba Wallace, so I think he thinks that he can do whatever the hell he wants. Was it intentional retaliation on your behalf? Clint's smart enough to know that how easy these cars break. So when you get shoved into the fence, like deliberately, like he did, trying to force me to lift, steering was gone. So just so happened to be there. Um, hate it, hate it for our team. Um, fast, super fast car. Had no short run speed, as you were seeing. We were kind of falling there. Larson wanted to make a three wide dive bomb. Never cleared me. I'm sorry. He, he's apologizing. 
What is that? I, that is like he's speaking French. I have no idea what uh, he was just talking about. I don't know what he's talking about either, but he is out <laughs> apologizing today on behalf of the team and Michael oh, Jordan really? and McDonald's. And, oh. and, yeah, and that's just because, you know, MJ, MJ said, hey, man, this isn't how we do this. No. You know, J- Jordan didn't get into the into this racing business to have this kind of crap happen. Bubba Wallace, you know, I, I met him. I, I, I interviewed him, you know, years ago, and he was a good guy. He's let... He's let his race play into all of this. I mean, just I drive the car. And this is great. So the reporter asked him more questions. Situations like this happen, Bubba, at this speed. Is retaliation an acceptable thing? Stop fishing. Stop fishing. No. I'm not fishing. I'm just asking you. Let's also talk about the message you wanted to send to Kyle by going up to him after the incident. He knows. He knows that what he did was wrong. Mm, but who's apologizing this morning? Real quick backstory. Yeah. Um, Kyle Larson was, uh, they, they do this during the pandemic, they do this virtual racing, and Kyle Larson is the guy that was suspended by NASCAR and pretty much uh, uh, for, for a year uh, out of the game because he used a racial slur. So there's oh. some story there. All right. There's only one radio show in Chicago talking about today's biggest stories and telling you what they really mean. That show is this one. Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.